0: Live from Sacramento.
1: Live from Sacramento. Sacramento. It's
0: Deuce and Mo on Sac Sports.
2: We
3: are
2: live. Welcome in and happy. Clinch miss.
4: Mary Clinch miss. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to do. Oh, 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 we
2: we had
5: Clinch miss already. Yeah. No, no,
4: no.
2: It's... This is Clinch miss. No, no,
5: no.
4: Cinco de. Since
5: it's the fifth day that the Kings have been able go. to clinch, I believe that it
2: is Cinco de Clincho.
4: Cinco de Clincho. Yeah,
2: but I already had like, songs ready for Clinch Miss.
4: Oh, okay. Well, Chris might have one too. But...
2: I'm dreaming, dreaming of, of a Kings. kings.
4: Clinch miss, clinch miss. Just, just like the one you
2: ruin it every time. Like if you're gonna, you have to, you can't hesitate, and then you like are way too loud into it, and then you mess up my lyrics. Okay,
4: here, do no, it, it again. It's over. We oh, I'm
2: dreaming of a king's clinch miss, I'm just like, like the ones, the ones, ones you used, used to know. To know. I was like, mind, like, I don't you know. Wait, why it's do I suck thing,
5: at this? It's a good terrible. thing we huh? kept on to Quench for that amazing song. <laughs> hey,
2: yeah, exactly. Time it's great. out. It's
4: great. Why am I terrible when I was just copying no. what he was saying?
2: Yeah, you know, you just you're not confident, you do the hesitation, you're not good at it. It's fine. It's some some people have strengths, you don't. Your your strength is not in this area. <laughs> you, don't. Yeah. you don't. You don't have don't. strengths. No. So Merry I Quenchmas. hear we're, <laughs> we're still going hard as come on. No one thinks that tonight is A jinx possibility. Right. It's the Kings and Blazers. No. Wait, are
4: you guys serious? serious?
2: I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Chris Watkins in with us as we talk about this. Kings and Blazers tonight. It's pretty simple. The Kings win tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I want to congratulate congratulate Portland for a second. They're the one team in the NBA. Sacrificial lambs. They've sacrificed. I think they're the one team in the NBA who did not have a G League team. We're going to see the G League team tonight making its (laughs) debut against the Sacramento Kings. So, yeah. Rip City. Portland. (laughs) Woo. Look.
4: Yeah. Look what? Look
2: what? The Kings are favorite at this moment by 14 (laughs) points.
0: I'll tell you something about Vegas. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points.
2: No Dan, No Anthony Simons. No Jeremy Grant. Nurkic. No Baji. No Justice Winslow. Cam Reddish, and uh Trendon Watford are doubtful. Morgan, it's okay. It's okay.
4: They clinched. We said this the other day. Cats out. Anthony Edwards is questionable. It's on their home floor. There's no way that the T Wolves can win a second night of a (laughs) back-to-back. Does that sound? Was that actual audio?
2: Were the Kings? Were the Kings 14-point road favorites? I don't Minnesota do US.
4: gambling and favorite crap. I don't do. I don't care what Vegas says. I don't care what you say. Mm. I don't care what anyone says. I don't give a damn.
2: Time out, You are a little nervous about tonight's game.
4: <laughs> I. It's not about being nervous. It's about being smart and realistic. What was hey, a? Wait, 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 wait. You told me this morning. What was uh What's the record for the Kings on on Portland's floor?
2: I don't think well, it's no, even worth No, why don't you thinking. say it? Why don't you mention it? Well, let's play that game for a second. Let's sure. go around the room. The Kings have played 110 <laughs> games in Portland. Okay. Over the Kings' history in Sacramento. Yep. Let's go around. Chris, how many wins do you think they have in 110 games in Portland? Well, the
0: way you're setting this up tells me that it's probably not a lot. So I will guess
2: Uh, 30. 30? Okay. Chris, Verlod. I will say 42. You said out of 110. 110. out of one hundred and ten. Okay, they are twenty and ninety in Portland.
4: <laughs> well, you know, but Portland's most of those years lines. don't count. Uh,
2: they were losing a lot during those years. You're thinking about the eight seasons of winning basketball. They did not perform well. No, but I'm saying most of the losses are when they did absolutely terrible. Yeah, but a lot of them happened when they were good. That's the point. Yeah.
4: So the last time. That these two teams played. It was a close game. And there was no Lillard. There was no Grant. There was no Simons. There was no Nurkic. Oh, God, really? Post-All-Star, right? Is that true? The so sack, and it, yeah. yeah, it was February mm-hmm. yeah. 23rd. your
0: Little kind of had himself a little moment. What was the yep. final score? Like? Final
4: score was 133-116. to The Kings found themselves down God. early in that game as well. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so it was really like the second half where they came back... Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't beautiful. It wasn't.
0: No, I remember that game. It yeah, was, uh, it was pretty frustrating. It was the first game. I think it was the first game after the break. And yeah, all those. Because remember, yeah, they yeah. had the uh, no. the plane incident. If you right. remember, you're right. I do incident, remember yeah.
2: that. Uh, just for perspective, if that was a clinch miss game, the Kings won. They would have clinched. So they won right. the game. They, they, okay. They, yeah. Okay, and they yes. won by seventeen points, by quite in that a bit. Yeah. Okay, on the their is 14. on their
4: home floor. On their home floor. On
2: their home floor. You. Morgan, sometimes I just, I wonder about you. I do. Why? I do. I wonder I about
4: do. you when you're cocky as hell, and it's one Monday night, and you're so like, I'm going to win. I Dark got gonna my
5: Modellos to celebrate Cinco de Clincho tonight, <laughs> and you're trying to bring us down.
4: I got champagne seven days ago <laughs> to celebrate clinching, okay. and it still hasn't happened. Yeah, Last yeah, night, what nice. happened? The Pelicans end up...
2: Oh, that that's was garbage. That was that's gar. So that was you're, you're talking about. Other relying on other teams mm-hmm. to clinch. How many games have the Kings had to clinch, and they did not clinch.
4: One or yeah. two. One. Yeah. Okay. One.
2: And you're right. Last game, I was feeling pretty good about today. Yeah. Today. Yeah, I'm cocky. Today I'm walking around knowing that tonight we will Sorry. be celebrating. We are celebrating the Kings ending the drought, and that's okay. You don't have to. That's fine. You could be cautious. You're with you could be scared. I, yeah, I look at the I team. Kind of am. And if you don't start expecting this, if, okay, here, put it this way. If you, Morgan Reagan, do not expect the Kings to win tonight, then you must think the Kings are getting swept out of the playoffs. They have no shot. Because if you don't expect them to win tonight, you have zero confidence in anything that they've done this year.
4: So, I expect them to win tonight. Thank you. But I expected them. No, I didn't expect them. I wanted them to win Monday night. Tonight, if they don't win and all of their guys are healthy.
2: I'm not coming in tomorrow.
4: What, well, we're already not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> we was, yeah. but um, But if they don't win tonight, all their guys are healthy. Portland obviously shorthanded. Then there's something wrong with them dealing with pressure, and if you know what I mean, yep, I don't even think at sure. that point it's like a, <laughs> there's a, a lot
0: of issues. If they lose tonight, there's a lot of issues that right. we're going to have to discuss tomorrow. I'm right?
4: <laughs> it's it's true, and it doesn't matter. I think some people are like, "Oh, it's the end of the season. This is hitting." It doesn't it doesn't matter because postseason is a whole different beast, and we keep experiencing it with these better teams. So if you can't. Take care of business against a broken team, against a G League team? Yeah. Then you're done. So there's a couple of
2: ways the Kings can clinch Mm -hmm. tonight. Okay. Just winning clinches a top four spot. Incredible. That'd be amazing. Uh, A Clippers loss and a T-Wolves loss, the Kings clinch five. So the the Kings are not. Those two teams lose, Kings are, they clinch. Okay. A Clippers loss to Memphis or a T-Wolves loss to the Suns and the Kings clinch six. So even if the teams lost probably, tonight, probable. they could clinch.
0: Right. It feels like that that the Suns will probably yeah. win as well. I don't I haven't looked at the spreads on that, but if I had to guess, Memphis and Phoenix are also probably favored in their matchups as well.
2: I obviously you don't want to rely on that. Nope. You just go win your game tonight. Yep. And that's why I'm walking in like that, Morgan,
4: because <sighs> we should have these expectations for them. They need That's fine. But no, here's my here's my only thing. We should, when they do it, they haven't done these things yet. We, even Mike Brown talked about it before the Minnesota game in his pregame presser about how each experience they keep learning from. And I think the experience of that pressure that was on them Mm -hmm. on Monday night, they didn't deal with it well. They, but I mean, there was other things. Minnesota was doing great. There's other technical things happening on the floor. Sure. But You look at this experience now of it being a night, do you want to have it under control you guys control your future you get the win you clinch you don't have to depend on another team this is all you tonight what are they going to do with that pressure against a team that is this broken
0: yeah I feel like tonight isn't even necessarily about making up for the Timberwolves losses to me is more making up for that Utah loss the other day where that's the lesson that I want them to learn from I don't really you know take yeah. take the pressure of the playoff situation the, pl- the clinching all that off the board this is about like what a week ago, two weeks ago. You guys lost to a team that didn't have Lori Mark and it didn't have Jordan Clarkson. You guys had no reason to to let that team dictate the way they did and, and beat you on their home floor. Tonight should be okay. Remember when that happened? Let's let's write that wrong.
4: And so until these moments happen, Deuce, that's when I expect. That's when I can start being like, yeah, that's the team that they are. Right now, they're a really good team, but. They still haven't proven those experiences, Maybe. those moments to I me. I was
2: thinking about this. Like, What would you rather hear if you're in that <sighs> locker room? If you had to choose between me going in there to the Kings <laughs> locker room yeah. and try to amp them up or Morgan. Yeah. I actually think Morgan would amp them up more be like, I don't think you guys can do it. Yeah, I don't expect <laughs> you yeah, guys to do it. reverse psychology you're, for sure. You guys are 20 and 90 in Portland. Right. You've lost to teams like this before. Mm. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs>
3: And then you're like, who the hell
0: are you? As opposed
2: to me, who's like putting them over like they're the NBA champions. (laughs) Uh, In the YouTube chat, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. YouTube.com slash SacktownSports1140. Benjamin says, I am Team Morgan on this one. Hey,
4: thanks, Benjamin.
2: Yeah, you believe in grass. Right.
4: You're all right. losers.
2: Uh, Todd in the chat says, Morgan is killing the vibe. I agree with that. She really is. You're
4: killing the vibe, Todd. Uh, uh, <laughs> no Morgan, dude show. Yeah. Um,
2: is Dame even playing tonight? No, he's Dame's not. not playing. I don't
0: think he's playing mm. the rest of the year.
2: He's getting, he's shut down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I uh,
0: Also, I don't think Portland wants to win this game organizationally, Like, I mean, besides the fact that everyone's sitting down, like these guys are currently at the number five spot right now in the lottery odds. Like they're, they have their goals this season is to, uh, is to get as good of odds as possible.
2: Do you think the the Blazers would have a better chance tonight if they played some like former Blazers? Like, <laughs> like brought... Marcus Aldridge comes out, Bill Walton. Ra- come on. I mean, maybe not Bill Walton, but like Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> yeah. and Let Lamar Brandon Kis- Roy on a one day contract. Come on, man. The guy can barely <laughs> walk. What do you mean? I'm thinking like, Rashid. Damon Sotomayor? If Damon Sotomayor sure. played, could yeah. he? Could Sabonis' his dad suit oh, up? We get an Arvidas-Damanis showdown? Come on. I love it. All right, we got to take a break on the radio side. We're back in 60 seconds. It's Juice and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Jacktown Sports. I am reminded of that 2018-19 season in uh, when the Kings played the Blazers near the end of the season. I believe it was the final game of the season. When I was just like, can they, get to like oh, yeah. can they get to 41 wins eventually? And it was like, all right, last game of the year, can they just get to 40? And then you saw the lineup that the Blazers were putting out there in that final game, and you're like, oh, the Kings are for sure going to get 40. Uh, The Kings lost to a lineup that at the time featured
0: young Anthony Simons, young Anthony Simons. He wasn't
2: playing a lot. Uh, Jake Lehman, Gary Trent Jr., who was not that guy. Mm -hmm. Scal, LeBissier. Mm -hmm. Scal LeBissier in that final game had 29 points and 15 rebounds. We should also note Portland was so shorthanded in that game. Let's play a game. Okay. Another game. I like well, these games. I too. love these. Here is another Portland game, and this is why you get scared a little bit. So Morin's point. I am going to have her back here. Kings are twenty and ninety <laughs> in one hundred and ten games in Portland. How many players played in that that final game of the eighteen nineteen season when the Kings were trying to get forty wins? Uh-huh. How many players did the Blazers play in that game? Seven.
4: Yeah, I am going to go with. I am going to go with eight.
2: Chris, six, six.
4: Oh, did you know that? Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> six players. What
4: were, who were the six? Who, was the, who I, was well, the I named sixth? the starting yeah. five. The
2: six was Zach Collins, <laughs> yeah. who uh, had 13 oh, points. Played. Six. Wow. He had 13.6 rebounds in 13 minutes. Yeah. Um, the Blazers shot 58% in the game. Anthony Simons led the way with 37 points. He was 7 of 11 from three. I mentioned Scow. He had 29 and 15. Mm. Myers Leonard had 19 and 11. That was Dave Yeager's final game as Kings Mm. head coach. Mind you, the Kings literally had their entire roster.
4: Okay, mm. I'm just saying that's it's again, it's not about being like, oh yeah, the kings yeah. are gonna lose. No one's saying the kings are gonna lose. Yeah. I expect the kings to win tonight, that's fair. That's fair. but I'm also not coming in here like I was even. She sounds like a
2: coach, man. That's what it yeah. is. It's just like coach mentality. Because I was a coach, <laughs>
4: I was a coach. I played a little
2: bit where they're like, they're like, no, we have to respect the opponent. Yeah. Coming. I am with you on that. Thank but you. But guess what? I'm not a player. I am not a coach That's fine. as someone who just supports this lot. team thank you thank you I as someone who supports this team I'm walking around like yeah we clinched that time I know we I get it, it. I get. I'm the Draymond Green of this show. Oh in some God, I don't oh, know if that's geez. a good thing. No, it's a good thing. Not. Oh, yeah. really? Gotta oh, it's not a good thing, huh? Yeah, no. it, it, well, I mean, no. to him, it's a good <laughs> it thing because be.
4: he blamed I'm their win last night basically on him and his energy. Wait, I'm
2: sorry. He blamed their win. He yeah.
4: he um, he credited. Their Thank win. you. <laughs> <There> you <go.
2: laughs> yeah, Draymond's to blame for that win last yeah. night.
4: <laughs> he he gave From himself all the credit. Yeah. For that win and getting his yeah. rallying his team back in that second half, so um, it was all Draymond. That you're, sounds like deuce, actually.
2: <laughs> That's funny because after the game, all the Warriors and Steve Court crediting Draymond Green last night. Yeah, that surprised me. That whole, was
0: interesting. It was weird
2: when you were watching that game, and the Pelicans were up 20. Mm-hmm. Was there any point you're like, Well, kings are clinching tonight?
0: I texted our boss Brian because uh, we on Sackdown Sports 1140 are supposed to uh, go live when the Kings finally do clinch. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully it's tonight. Yeah. Uh, I texted him at halftime. Said, "Oh, Pelicans looking good. Am I still doing the live stream tonight?" Uh, and he said, "Yes, I am." And uh, at that point, I was ready. I had my laptop. I got the setup. All everything. I'm sure you guys were doing the same. But yeah. it's uh yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm sick of of being <laughs> yeah. mentally prepared and then being like, well, I just wasted the last. Three four hours of my time being off, not relaxing. Yes. So
2: I great. my approach to yeah, I watched the entire T Wolves Warriors game, Save. like yeah. all pumped up. Yep. Last night I went into the mindset that the Pelicans were going to lose, yep. and I missed the first quarter, and I was they're winning. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Kept doing what I was doing. I turned the game on second quarter, saw all the chaos. I'm Draymond like, on kick him in the head. Oh, and everything. Yeah. Dude, how how much of a mess? Yep. But I was watching it, going, okay, they're just hanging around. Mm -hmm. Third quarter comes, I'm like, no, I just expect it. It was a different way to watch it because I was so invested in the T Wolves Warriors. This game, I wasn't as invested in, like,
4: they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. It
2: wasn't as like painful, I guess. Yeah, Yeah.
4: I I started like you know brushing my hair differently Mm -hmm. in that in that first half, being like, okay, like might have to do something, you know, whatever. And then as soon as that third quarter started, though, Dante Divincenzo. Coming out yeah. big with like two different plays, yeah. you could feel that team. And then I think yeah. Clay came down and hit a three, and it was just like, oh. Oh, this is the Warriors team. A completely yeah. different yeah. team than they were in that first half. Yeah. But what they were in that first half, you guys? They were
0: flat. They were, they were flat. flat. Yeah. They were the Turning turnovers. Them 13 14 turnovers in that first half.
4: And then you have your your emotional energy guy Draymond Green yeah. chaotically chaotically not even being able to stay on the floor because he couldn't stay composed. Steve Kerr had to <laughs> take him hilarious. out. That was Comical so as hell. Crazy. I I don't usually get this annoyed by a player or whatever. I'm just like, oh, you're a bum. Sit down. Whatever. Draymond was so much for me last night where I was just like, this is taken away from the game. This yeah. is taken yeah. away from his team. Selfish, selfish, selfish. Yeah. Go ahead. I
0: I I couldn't really tell in the moment. I was like, this is either exactly what they need, because that is I mean, that's that's part of Draymond's role with that team, is not just to do what he does on the floor, but he also recognizes sometimes like yeah, we're flat. We're not, you know, we're not sharp enough right now. And, you know, sometimes it is just getting, getting the energy going, making sure the guys are fired up. I guess he had a really fiery halftime speech as well. And they came out the second half, like a, like you said, like a completely different team. And I was kind of thinking, oh, like you can kind of see DiVincenzo's face. You can see Clay's, but they're kind of like, all right, like here he go. Like we're down 20 and Draymond's deciding now to pop off and, and do this emotional thing. And I was like, I, I can't tell if like the teammates are completely sick of this act or you know, what what ended up being I think I think it actually kind of invigorated them and, and led them to that second yeah, half. You know what's funny? Wait, uh,
5: how many how many ejections have we seen this season that the player has done way less than what Draymond did last night? So
4: so many. Yeah. I mean or I mean you know what I mean. Like yeah. where it was like ejection or a technical just... It was like
5: watching it was like, Oh, he's gone.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Awful. He's gone. Just awful. Why is he still on
2: the
5: court?
4: Draymond gets to scream as much as he wants. The
2: the leash they give Draymond is absurd. He should have been ejected from that game. I mean, Malik Monk got ejected. You know, Trey Trey Young gets ejected Mm -hmm. for throwing a ball. He crossed the line a ton last night. I mean, he was nonstop talking. Mm -hmm. You know, with Draymond, I actually don't think what he did at the end of the second quarter was what inspired anything because i do i'm with you i don't think what he did No, i don't i, I think what yeah. clay like the reactions from clay and di vincenzo yes. like i think they were irritated mm-hmm. i think everyone was yeah they took him out of the game halftime could have been the different story mm-hmm. but you know what they, they gave him all the credit which is interesting to me because i thought the game changed by guys the other guys mm-hmm. DiVincenzo crashing the sure. glass yeah. kevon looney getting offensive rebounds Watching GP two come in and they were Strip, just yeah. fronting mm-hmm. BI. What Kaminga yes. did fronting BI that that lob yesterday
0: from Kaminga too.
2: Oh my, God. that was nasty. Yeah, that was nasty. I just felt like like Draymond might have gotten him going a little bit at halftime, but mm-hmm. they came out and sure. they they put the clamps on Brandon Ingram.
4: Yeah. yeah. So if Draymond maybe said something at halftime, or mm-hmm. was it Steve Kerr, whoever, whatever rallied them back in that locker room that's where it happened it didn't happen from his antics on the floor
0: i I definitely don't think the on the floor stuff mattered but i do think that just the spark of energy was kind of what they needed whether it be I, i just think that they were really really flat and sometimes you sometimes that's that's why you have those draymond guys on your team is to is to look your guys in the face and Mike Brown always talks about how it it just means a lot more coming from a player than a coach but you know sometimes you need somebody who's playing to to slap your own guys in the face and be like look guys like this isn't us we're better than this we can there was definitely an air of like the Warriors didn't feel like that game was going how it should they felt like there's no reason why this Pelicans team Pelicans team should be beating us this way and they kind of Took it. it seemed to me like they were taking it personal. Like they really were intentionally yep. trying to send yeah. a message.
2: I just think with the way Dremel was going... He gambled last night. Oh, for sure. He and, definitely
0: could have and probably, like we're saying, should
2: have been tossed. And that would have been a suspension. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yep. and that's what that's I, happened, I yeah. said
4: to Deuce yesterday. I was like, oh, he's abusing his power right now because he sure. knows they're not going to throw him out. The mm-hmm. NBA doesn't want to be like, oh, yeah, we had to toss Draymond out. That's right. just ridiculous. He, all he was screaming was, how, 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 for 17 <laughs> minutes. I mean, my God, you got you got to... You've got to make sure you have control of this game. And I felt like they lost control of the game by keeping Draymond there. But I'm glad sure. that Draymond did get to stay in some ways just to stay composed, play basketball again.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys have any uh, clinchmas wishes you want to mm, give wishes. us, you can drop them in the chat. YouTube.com slash For Maybe you want to call and offer some clinchmas Offerings, I don't know, presents. Or Presence. maybe you have
5: plans of going out and having a fantastic yes! festive clincho.
2: Sorry, Cinco de Clincho. <laughs> no, see, you messed it up. It's Clinch Cinco de
4: Clincho. Cinco de Clincho.
2: Merry Clinch Miss. We're back in just a few minutes. Deuce and Moe on Sackdown Sports 1140. Deuce and Moe on Sackdown Sports. Um, the Kings were a topic on ESPN today on Get Up with Mike Greenberg. They did a little roundtable with J.J. Reddick and Brian Winhurst. So very respectful. Correct? <laughs> I love J.J. Reddick. But uh, and he was hyping up a little Kings Warriors.
4: J.J. Series. was? Yeah, he
2: goes, that would be a tough series for the Golden State Warriors. Ooh. Which is interesting to say. And then Brian decided to pop in there with oh, no. uh, his typical thing. He mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when talking about the Lakers. Here's what he had to say about the Kings today on ESPN.
3: Respect to the Kings fans and Kings nation who are about to have a big game night tonight. The Kings are the mark. The Kings are stuck in the three seed, that's where they're going to finish. The Kings are the mark. All of these teams smell weakness on the Kings, not only because they haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years, but because they're not a good defensive team. And if you're the Warriors who's planning on a long playoff run, they love the idea of being able to drive in the first round series. That's an advantage. The Warriors want the six, which is why coming back from 20 down last night was one of the biggest wins of the season to get and stay in that sixth seed.
2: Stop it. There. What? The Warriors want the six. I'm sure the Warriors want to be out of the play-in. Yeah. I believe that. The Warriors, as it stands right now, they are one game behind the number four spot, right. which would give them home court advantage in the first round of a playoff series where they are unbelievable at home. Right. I still think despite that their road record is dog-ass, they could still find ways to win on the road in the playoffs because they're the Warriors. But what are we doing here? you think teams are literally lining up and going, I want to play the Kings? I think some would be like, hey, I want to mind playing them. But I don't think anyone's going, oh, yeah, I want to circle that team. You know, the team that scores 120 billion points a night. Right.
0: I mean, we're at the three spot right now. We're kind of in the power (laughs) position, and we look at those teams like Minnesota, and we're like – I don't know if I want to play them. I don't know. It'd be okay if we play them, but I don't think I don't think anybody is looking anywhere, especially with how tight the West is, and thinking, "Oh yeah, that's a preferred match." I think everybody is kind of respecting everybody, and sure, the Kings have their disadvantages or advantages, depending on how you're which side you're looking at it from. But I, I don't think anybody is really positioning or can worry about positioning themselves anywhere, like you're saying. Like it feels like. At this point, you're just trying to win games and, and end up wherever it is that you are.
4: I, I'm I'm with Chris. I think a lot of teams in the Western Conference, they're understanding each team's ability to play this game at such yeah. a high level that they know that they have to prepare differently. I think the only, the only time we were ever like, this is the matchup we want to see is when yeah. the Dallas Mavericks yeah. were still yeah. up in that area, right? Like, you don't even want to—when you think about the Pelicans, like, I don't—that doesn't even sound fun for me— yeah. I, I don't fear any of these teams. I just go into every single one of these, looking at every single one of these matchups and going, all right, everyone is different. The Kings are a good team. These teams are good teams and have experience. So what does that mean for the Sacramento Kings? They're just going to have to work real hard. My thing is, like, the playoffs are hard. Like, yes. they're not, like, it doesn't
0: matter who you play, all of the teams, yes. unless they're in, you know, like a team like Brooklyn, who's just not the team that actually made the playoffs. But, um, you know, like all the teams you face are going to have their own independent, unique set of challenges. And it's that's what makes the playoffs so hard. That's what makes it makes advancing so hard. Like, it's not meant to be easy. Nobody is going to be an easy out. So I, I don't I don't necessarily think you should look at any team and think, oh, yeah, that's a you know, maybe there's preferable matchups, but you know, you can't really
2: think that team wise you're just going to blow anybody out. That's so true. If you look at this year's standings, how close it is, the perspective I have is compare it this year to last year. Mm-hmm. The difference between the four seed and the 11th seed right now is three and a half right. games. Last year, the difference between the four <laughs> and the 11th seed Six, quick math. 16 <laughs> games. Oof. Wow! But 16 games. That's kind of
0: typical that's also, That's yeah. <laughs> So, like,
2: we get so caught up in the seating. from the 4-11. No! It's, it's right. bunched up this year. Yeah. Three and a half separates 4-11. and 11. Last year the last was 16 games. last week of the games. Yeah, there's going to be so much movement. It's going to be insane. So, it, that's why I think we're, oh, what's a good matchup for the Kings? What? I don't think anyone feels good about really any matchup. I think if you're a team that's done it before, if you're Golden State, you feel like you can beat anybody. That's my thing is like, yeah, why shouldn't Golden State... Why they're going? Also, you have to beat
0: every... If you're planning to make the finals, you're going to have to beat everybody or whoever, yeah. you know, the tough teams anyway. It's, I mean, obviously, yeah, you can wish for having an easier path, but at yeah. the end of the day, you're going to have to take down who's in front of you anyway. So it really shouldn't matter if you have high aspirations.
4: And there's just not many easy paths, like you're saying. Like, even... You know, I don't know how the scenario would work ever with like a Lakers squad, but even if you were the Kings and there was uh, a potential point with the Lakers, it's like they're just a matchup problem with a, with a healthy Anthony Davis. Right. Um, we've seen what the Kings matchup better against and what they struggle with mm-hmm. and that's why we've talked about it when it comes to Minnesota why there are things that are scary about them mm-hmm. it's not like it was a fluky win the other night for Minnesota just because right. they got in the paint every other oh. possession
2: I actually messed up what I said oh. that was not last year that was two years ago last year is even worse a discrepancy between four and eleven it was 19 games Separated oh my gosh four and 11. the year before that was 16 it's, you
0: said it's three right now Three it's and a half, or three something. and a half, right now. <laughs> oh
4: my god! Like <laughs> bunched up. Yeah,
2: like everyone's poking fun at Dallas. Like, oh, they're, yeah, uh, they're such a mess. It, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, they they could be back in the play, and they're tied right now, right, right behind OKC on the outside looking in. They could still get in. Yeah, it's, this is just a different type of year. It's unlike mm-hmm. anything we've ever seen. The West is bunched up. I had someone in our Discord be like, yeah, the Kings just aren't good at home. I'm like, well, they're not bad. And yep. outside of Golden State, Denver, and Memphis, everyone's the same. Yep, exactly. Everyone's the same. So it's hard to figure it out this year. It really is. It's also yeah. hard to figure out this era of the NBA where people are looking at Sacramento going, yeah, but their defense is terrible. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like. What teams are great defensively at this mm-hmm. point in the NBA? I, there's very, there's maybe a couple of teams that you go, okay, they can lock it down completely. Or they have time. an individual yeah.
4: that alters right. an entire
0: offense. Right. How do you guys feel about the travel aspect? Because I did hear Draymond on his podcast say that pretty much the same thing that Winhorse said, except the, his Draymond's only reasoning was pretty much the travel. Just it would be easier... On their bodies, if they could potentially even drive to to Sacramento, it's only hour and a half, hour 20 drive uh, bus ride from from Golden State to Sac. They can potentially, you know, sleep in their own beds every night, that kind of stuff. He just said it would be easier on their bodies. And, you know, in the past, they've had to do. Long, yeah, you know, going to Memphis and then back to Golden State, it would just be a lot easier for a veteran, older team like the Warriors to to make that short trip. Do you think that that really is going to play
2: that big of a factor? I think for a team like Golden State that's got all the mileage, mm-hmm. anytime you can get a slight advantage rest wise in a yeah. series is huge for them. Yeah, yeah, I think the you, you're not going to feel the wear and tear on your body, traveling between Sacramento and right. San Francisco. It's just right. not going to happen. No, it's not you're going to that...
4: feel like you're home in right. so yeah. many different ways. Right. And that alone... That's a huge advantage. It is. It is. And especially because they have the experience plus that advantage um, with all the wear and tear yeah. that they have. It makes sense. But really, to, really quick too, you guys, I, I wanted to go back to just like the West being bunched up. I mean, what are the odds that it's this season that the Kings <laughs> are... They're best that they've been in so long, and the West is the best it's been in quite some. I mean, you can, yeah, you can say that. I mean, with teams bunched up that close together just because I think there's the best team in the Eastern Conference, it doesn't mean that the West doesn't have multiple really good teams. Right? I
0: mean, yeah, the team with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are on the outside looking in right now. That's, that's, how, that's how much de- – I mean, and OKC is a team that just doesn't have their number two pick in the draft last year, and they're sitting at number 10 right now. It's just the West is so deep. And, yeah, like, of course, this is the season that the Kings yeah. get a high seed in the playoffs. And
2: honestly – the East is pretty deep, too. I know. It's a league, it's scary. man. Yeah. I this mean, I watched that tough. Toronto
0: game at yeah, Toronto-Miami yesterday. Like, Toronto's getting hot at the, at the right time. It's uh, yeah. I mean, turns out the NBA is, is as deep as ever, and there's just so much talent that it's like everybody has somebody. You yeah,
4: know? and that's and that's what makes it even cooler for the Sacramento Kings this right. season. I feel like is because it's there's nothing fluky about it. It's like no. they're ha- they're going up against the best of the best this season mm-hmm. in particular with all these teams in the West, and they're showing up.
2: Isaiah in the chest is the West isn't as good as previous seasons. Yeah, I don't know, like. Not the top, I don't think, because we're sitting here going, oh, who's a front runner? Sure, but I would say the depth.
4: Just yeah. because there's not a front runner doesn't mean that it's it just means no, that if, usually if anything,
2: there's it's more competitive.
0: That's what <laughs>
4: that's better. how I
2: see yeah. it. Every yeah. Night, yeah, yeah. All right, we got more on this coming up. It's Juice and Mo alongside Chris Watkins on Sackdown Sports. Eleven forty. SacktownSports. And Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sat Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Chris Watkins. I love the in-between breaks. It seems like every few weeks it comes up. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Kings media runs in basketball. <laughs> who would be good? Who would not be good?
0: I know Brendan's still offended that Morgan said he couldn't shoot.
4: Oh really? Yeah,
0: he's really offended.
4: Wait, can he shoot? Yeah, uh, he can't. Okay. Like, no, not. You no, know, no, I'm not saying. Is he's... he like a two hander? Like this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: doubling down. He definitely got think,
2: offended by that. <laughs> here's the thing: the people who say they can shoot, I'm sure you could shoot around. Yeah. When I'm
4: going, yeah. To when,
0: you, the can are, you yep, shoot? when the yeah. lights are, when the lights are brightest. Yep,
2: contested.
0: You I can't. can't shoot. That's not. I've right. never okay. been a shooter. And that's Jason not Ross. my thing. I'm everything else.
4: Jason Ross is a good shooter. He he has yeah. got the size, so he can yeah. shoot over people. Jason
2: surprises people.
4: Yeah. He surprised me. Big I think time. he'd
2: surprise a lot of people now if he did anything out there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, he. he what do you, like, you talk like you are the most athletic, coordinated, strong human out there. You suck. Yeah. You are like a Dylan Brooks where you're just good at, like, hustle plays and getting into people. I am like, Alex Lynn
2: of, of Reckley. Just, Morgan, I'm just going to say this right now. You just better hope you're on my team when we do this. Oof. because well, that would be nice. The first we thing would be I'm on doing, the same no, team. Here's no, no, the won't first won't thing I'm doing. I am Alex. Laying the nastiest screen you on would. you concussion, you would. get out, get off the court. No, oh what God. you'd
5: be doing is you'd be grabbing at her arm Did get, get it, my yeah. shoulder yeah. to come out.
4: Yeah, yeah, dude, what
0: are you doing? But Frank said, uh, armpit hair, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frankie Fra-
2: Frankie's keeping score. <laughs> oh, Man, like, <laughs>
4: That's so- my God, you are. I'll take awful. Frankie on my team.
2: <laughs> dude,
0: I feel like Frankie could shoot.
4: Deuce and I in the pick and roll, like okay. it's dope. Yeah, we could, we would. Don't try We're not. I Honestly, Our two I don't want game. To, I'm not
2: running pick and roll with you. I refuse.
4: Well, the one time that we, well, one of the other times that we weren't, and I think it was on the old Arco floor, mm. I remember he was like, because he's clumsy and uncoordinated, he's running across the paint, you guys. His knee goes straight <laughs> into my thigh. N- contusion. Contusion. I'm like limping around the rest of the time, you know, just trying to let yeah, adrenaline. Clumsy, it's clumsy. really
0: different playing on those those pro floors, huh? It's like really big guess, that's what i I, I, was, I was like man i gotta run down this thing like 16 25 times i <laughs> i uh yeah you can't do that i lost a lot of weight that yeah. day Oof. gosh a lot of water
2: <laughs> deuce gives off football def- defense while playing basketball vibes a lot of shoulders no nah, dude i'm just into mm-hmm. you i'm just annoying because no one plays defense yeah. in these things
0: I play. definitely feel like you would be in people's faces he defensively, is. for <laughs> sure. And yeah. it's not super
4: annoying. Well, he's mostly on my team, but it's yes. not super annoying. It's more like, oh, he knows See, his role out there.
0: Deuce, are you also playing against the other team's best player, or are you just locking up? like You'll give that intensity on Matt George, and you'll care. give that intensity matter. on Kenny. It doesn't matter. He could be up against the, the best See, player. That's where it's like, you have to do it against the best. To me, I'm I like, why are you really trying to lock down... Yeah right now, Yeah, but you know, Kenny like,
2: would give me buckets. Let's not. Yeah. Kenny's a different level. Of yeah, player, mm-hmm. you know.
4: but you would you would annoy him
2: for sure. Yeah, yeah,
4: for sure.
0: Yeah, you got to talk. You know, I mean, they you he say that about everybody. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Xavier in the chat says, "Hey, what are the clinching scenarios tonight? So,
4: uh, Kings
2: win and they secure a spot in the playoffs and the fourth spot. Uh, a Clippers loss and a T Wolves loss and the Kings clinch fifth a Clippers loss to Memphis, or a T-Wolves loss to the Suns and the Kings clinch six.
4: So we're just banking on the Kings winning. Yes, Chris? Mm-hmm.
2: I was just counting off all the... Oh.
4: <laughs> Raising your hair and, and counting the off. The only one
2: you need to know, the Kings Kings win. win. That's all that matters. Because yeah. that's what's going to happen. Oh. And yep. What an achievement that is, though, to have a first-round series home court advantage. Crazy.
4: You guys... This is crazy. And I, so many people have tweeted at me about this. They go, but don't you want the Kings to, to, to earn it themselves? It's like, no, no, tonight isn't the way that they earn it. They've, earned it throughout the season. I mean, that's what people aren't understanding. It's like, yes, we wanted it on Monday night. Yes, we wanted it here. But guess what? It's happening no Mm. matter what, whether it's one of the other scenarios, whether it's the Kings winning. And the Kings have earned this spot in so many ways, shape, and form. And it's insane that they are here right now. And they've got... They've got to feel good. I don't think they'll mm-hmm. celebrate, but they've got to feel good tonight. Oh, for and sure.
5: And you're going to get
2: this work in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, I, there are people talking about, oh, they're going to have champagne. I'm like, what? No. You, no. no not That's tonight. so stupid. Not tonight. And if they did, I'd be really surprised yeah. by that. Yeah. Um, When did you guys realize that this, or when did you start believing like, oh, this team's legit? Was there a moment in the season where you went, okay, I, I, I yeah. think this team is going to be a threat for the top six.
0: I think when I think about this season moving forward, I'll probably always think of that Clipper double overtime game, mm. just the way they won it. And the Oof. fact that they did win it uh, in the end, like the fact that they came back so many times throughout that game, they felt down and, and, Every time responded, um, and then eventually pulled out the win. I think that was definitely the moment where I was like, "Okay, like this is Special. the like." And Kawhi was going insane that night. Like they 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 took. I remember saying it at the time, but they took a uh, a punch from a heavyweight boxer, and they came out on the other side and, and on victorious on the other side. Um, and that was definitely the moment for me.
4: That was huge for me. Like that was like one was of those a, moments. That was
0: like sealing it. Yeah, for sure. Okay,
4: sealing. And, and yeah. for me, it was like, "Oh, this is." This is what they are. Mm. And I felt that. But then it was, weirdly enough, when they hit the road and they it was like the Bulls and then they took on the Nets. And I remember saying to you, it was that game for me that really was like, oh, this team is the real deal. Why was it that game for me? I just... I remember thinking like, "Oh, they could lose this game. This mm-hmm. is the best team back that they're playing back. on this road yeah, trip." Back. Didn't play right. Yeah, yeah uh, I forget. I forget who yeah. did or did yeah, not. Somebody didn't play. Yeah, but either way, though, yeah. it was just like I didn't have super high expectations. They proved me wrong once again, and it was like that moment. I was like, "I believe in this team."
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a Clippers game for me because you're wondering, all right, how are the king, Kings going to perform now that it's real? Mm-hmm. Clippers are coming out. They're playing their guys. They're throwing punches. Kawhi Leonard had like 21 points mm. in that third quarter. Road game also. Yeah. Road game. That was big time stuff. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh, this is not just a like cute yeah. little story. The Kings are maybe going to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, like they're going to be in the top six now. Where are they going to land? And mm-hmm. Remember, it wasn't that long ago. It's March 29th. A little over a month ago, we were like, are they going to stay in the top six mm-hmm. post-trade deadline? Pretty wild. It's
4: crazy. I didn't, I, I was worried about a lot of things for the Kings. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I started the season just going like, are they even, they're going to, they're going to be in that play in conversation. Like the fact that they've exceeded every single one of my expectations this season and with a good western conference mm-hmm. is just beyond me and a lot of things had to go their way too right. like guys injuries and stuff mm-hmm. too but they their
0: health their own health
4: but yeah. they capitalize on 100%. things going wrong for other people yeah
0: definitely i mean that's that's a huge part of it yeah you can say that injuries are the reason why the kings are in the position they're in but also they managed to stay healthy and mike brown to his credit i mean i think mike brown will, will credit the amount of practice time and, and keeping their guys ready and you know they're obviously their training department as well is that's a big reason why, you know, they, they played the games. De'Aaron Fox and De'Aaron Sabonis have not taken a lot of days off for rest. And, uh, you know, that's that's not something that a lot of teams can say about their stars. And it's a big reason why the Kings are where they are right now.
2: It feels so good to be thinking it. about this
4: tonight. It does. It does. Enjoy it. Happy Cinco yeah. Day Clincho. you know?
0: It's a lot better than worrying about where the Kings are going to end up in the lottery. They're going to lose tonight.
4: I mean, they're going to be
0: outside the top seven, man. Yeah. Exactly, All the- rooting for losses as I well. Hate where that. it's like, yeah, oh, it's not good for. Actually, if we lose tonight, we go from seven to ten, and that. Well, and yeah, how much time like-
2: was wasted, by the way? Not just from fans, mm-hmm. but from media in this town talking about the Kings should lose this game because and it's like, oh, hey, they jumped to the top four. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about that. Huh? Let's
4: talk about it.
2: They won that game in Indiana last year. Oh, it's going to ruin yeah. everything. <laughs> Get out. Oh. All right. Chris, thanks for hanging out. You are going to be Always. on live tomorrow for four hours, four hours. celebrating, celebrating, the Kings clinching a playoff yep. spot. This could have been a 17-year drought. You get could to celebrate been, it from 10 to 2 p.m. tomorrow mm-hmm. with Kyle Draper. Yep.
4: Dude, That's have fun.
2: fun have Super fun. Excited.
0: Yeah, last time Draper filled in last week. It was a great time. We talked to Kendrick Perkins. I think we
2: have wow. some guests. So was it more fun than hanging with me that one time?
0: Ooh, great um, question. Probably, yeah. Really? I think so. Really? I think so. You yeah. said you were so excited. No Morgan dude
2: show. Yeah. 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 That yeah you that was said, cool. You said you were so excited to do a show with me. It was yeah. better to work with Draper. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It felt it felt like it was. Yeah.
4: Well, you're gonna Definitely. have you're probably gonna have one more time with Deuce coming up um, that next week. Yes, next week on that Thursday.
0: Morgan's just taking all these days yes. off. I know. Must be nice. I know. Must be nice.
5: Some right. days
2: off. Some days off.
4: Trust me, yeah. I'll figure right. it out. Jeez,
0: you guys are lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> all right. Coming up next, we'll talk some more hoops. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. SacktownSports.com
0: live and local it's deuce and mo watch the show now on youtube.com slash sports 1140 or listen for free on the Sacktown sports
2: app well the kings are 14 point favorites tonight in portland next two games in portland if the kings go five and two down the stretch that means a 50-win season. But most importantly, tonight, if they win, it's official. They clinch a top-four spot in the playoffs, meaning home court advantage throughout. What's up? It's Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. We got Anthony Slater coming up at 1 o'clock. Talk some hoops. Uh, during the break on the YouTube feed, Yeah, we started, this is what you start doing when you start reflecting <laughs> on the last 17 years. You go, mm-hmm. man, remember this? Chris Watkins was telling us he used to heckle. Chuck Hayes,
3: <laughs> what a when jerk! He was growing up, what a
2: jerk! Yeah, I've never heard people heckle their own players before. No. Like, I, I was joking about how so Mark Madson, <laughs> he was playing the NBA, went to Stanford. He just got hired to be the head coach at Cal, and I'm like, oh, I remember during a T Wolves before at Wolves Kings playoff series when I was like 14, 15, I was talking so much crap to Mark Madsen, just making fun of his <laughs> awkwardness.
4: <laughs> Such yeah. a jerk.
2: Which total jerk move, considering right. I was like this fourteen-year-old dweeb. Like it's like oh, that's cool, kid. Yeah. Um, but he was going at Chris Watkins was going at Chuck Hayes. That
4: and honestly, Travis Outlaw. when
2: he was on the Rockets, when
5: Chuck no, Hayes no. was on the no. when he was on, on the, the Kings, Kings. Oh. on
4: the Kings. It makes me sad because <laughs> there weren't many people that I like disliked around the Kings, and I don't even I didn't even dislike like for example, I didn't dislike him, but John Salmons. As a player, I was just – I'd get really annoyed with his body language and, you know, the team wasn't fun. There was nothing good coming from it, right? And But I never, never heckled him.
5: You didn't dislike players. You just had
2: players frustrate you.
4: Yes. Yes. That's what I would – yes. Yes. There's –
2: yeah. I'm trying to think back, and I, I, I know there are longtime Kings fans out there. What is probably what, when you think back to all the teams over the last 17 years, is there a team or player that just sticks out to you that just goes, ugh? Like, I could look back to that two thousand eight oh nine 09 team. The Kings won 17 games. Okay. It was 17. painful. If you look at that roster what that and point? what people were saying at the end of the season that year, it was Ike Diagu had a couple of big games. They're like, hey, I mean,. Should you bring him back? He had Ooh. twenty and something. <laughs> and
5: once Blake Griffin is on the team, it's going to totally yeah. change around. <laughs> yeah,
2: they had the worst record in the NBA. They won seventeen games. Looking at that roster: Calvin Booth, who's now the GM of the the Nuggets; Bobby Brown, Cal State Fullerton legend; Ike Diagu; Chris uh, Quincy Duby, Francisco Garcia; Drew Gooden played one game before they bought him out, and he went to San Antonio. Dante Green, Spencer Hawes, Bobby Jackson played on that team in his second go-around. Kevin Martin a little bit before. Uh, and then you had Rashad. He had injuries that year. That's right. Uh, Rashad McCant, Brad Miller, Mikey Moore, Andres Nocioni, John Solomon, Cedric Simmons, Will Solomon, mm-hmm. Kenny Thomas, Jason Thompson, Baino, and Sheldon Williams. <laughs> what a
4: squad
2: that was.
4: Oh, my. Do, so do you actually remember that team and how you felt then?
2: yes because i remember rashad McCants getting traded here and there was a brief moment i'm like oh well, i mean i know it didn't work out in minnesota but he, yeah maybe maybe you could do something and then i saw him on the court before a game one time and they did the high five line like a very basic thing where they have like season ticket holders like on the court and you walk walk through and give high fives yeah he did not give anyone a high five and i'm like Uh, (laughs) oh he's not a nice guy that's Uh, not good no
4: you know what's sad about those moments too deuce because i do think about for some people i go like oh what if they're going through some stuff or whatever but then there really are just some people who are are just not
2: happy yeah they're
4: just not happy they're not in it they don't want to buy in and it is a team thing and you wish everyone was enjoying things but man when you're losing like that it's hard It is hard to dig deep Mm, and find happiness. Man. Did did you ever have any players around the – because whenever you started this conversation, the number one player I go to is always who I dislike. It's such a weird – It's so weird. Oh, you're
2: talking about guys that maybe you liked during the stretches, random guys that you liked on the Kings during the tough times or no? No. Sorry. I,
4: I was talking about a guy that I just randomly didn't like as a player in the NBA for some reason. Mario Chalmers. How so random is that? It, it is so He random. annoyed the hell out of me. And still, even to this day where I don't dislike him at all, but when I hear his name, I get this like cringe factor that comes over me. Like, ugh. Like it's it's this weird feeling. It's triggering. I don't know why.
2: The guy for me that was no one else feels this way. I can tell you, no basketball fan on the planet has ever said this. <laughs> what? I could not stand Ryan Hollins.
4: Yeah, why? I'm sure other people had felt not, that way.
2: And, it, you know, obviously he played on the Kings. And before he played on the Kings, he just walked. Around. I have a problem dealing with players who talk a lot when they're not that good, that walk Ooh. around like they
3: are and just. But it's
4: what they rely on.
2: It irritates me so much. I can't stand it. I can't. So if you're one of those guys, that's I, I can't do it. And Hollins would always get in this stuff. And you're just like, what are you
4: doing? And he seems like the nicest guy now. <laughs> like since his career has been over, it seems like he's, oh, he's a really nice guy. He really loves the game, understands it. But yeah, that would be my.
5: I think the league caught up to me because mine from day one was Luca. I seriously just stand his face
3: whoa touchy
5: little guy <laughs> he's not really little
4: <laughs> yeah but that's really interesting but just, I
5: just like from the very beginning because I think it's just and it's I don't think it's even his fault it's just what everyone put on top of him
4: if the kings had drafted him do you think your feelings would have been different
5: no okay because of just what because what everyone is saying like during the draft was like oh my this guy is guaranteed multiple mvps multiple NBA championships he is going to do, like, things that we've never seen before. And it's just like, guys, he's not Superman. Look at like at his face. <laughs> just, yeah, just look at him. And it was one of those things of just, like, basically they're saying if his career turned out like Dirk Nowitzki, yeah. it would be a failure. He didn't live up to expectations. Oh, my God. Which I don't think is fair to him, but it just made me dislike him even more.
2: Yeah, I think he brings so much more on himself now, too, because of
4: his nonstop talking to the officials. Well everyone's noticing it, you know, and I think that. And he went
5: full Shawn Michaels and losing his smile. Yeah, Mm.
4: dude. I mean, even that, like, hearing him talk about not having fun the other day made me sad, but I also thought about how your style of play isn't fun for a team. Like, that is so, I hated playing with players that were always the best, but they didn't know how to tap into their talent um, to to utilize it to its highest levels, right? And I think Luca isn't having fun because he hasn't tapped into that.
2: On the chat, someone's like, nah, Luca was Sabonis would be nice. Now, Sabonis would get frustrated because Luca doesn't play hard all the time and doesn't like to pass all the time. That's, he wants he wants the ball moving. He wants guys moving. They would get frustrated with each other unless Luca bought in. Is someone actually here on this? On the chat? I didn't want to go to it.
5: So. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. It is
2: Doug. I thought I typed it in. This is Doug. Hi, Doug.
3: Well, nice segue. Thank you. What is up? Well, I'm listening uh, very intently here, so I was like, oh, my God. Horrible this, horrible that. Hey, Doug, how are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so up, fun? Doug? But, hey, I, I've got uh, I got a little bit to add here. Um, uh, I've been a fan, so you were going back, uh, 1989, so I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, one of the moments that was bad was when uh, – Oldham Polynes was here, and then he left. A, uh, he came in, uh, went to Seattle, and he comes in and he flips off the fans yeah. uh, in the tunnel, and everybody's op sucks for for a while. So that was that was something. But uh, for this year, because of all the uh, excitement and what we're doing this year, um, the game, the Brooklyn game, when we finally got on uh, national TV, and then you're watching the TNT guys. and they go long. Uh Barkley says, hey, stop putting the Lakers on. Why don't you put the Kings on? They're a lot more fun. Mm. So uh, that, that was very exciting. But I have uh, something for the uh, young lady there, uh, Morgan. I said, I- I'm surprised they don't have a chant for you where they go, Morgan, Reagan. Dun, 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 That's dun. a good point. That's yeah.
4: really nice of you. I huh? appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I, have more. Yeah. Oh. I have more. Oh, oh, right. oh, oh I hope it's good. God, what, I what, what you got, oh,
3: Doug? God. I, I'm not here ready. we go. You're gonna get ready for this one. Oh, get God. out your, uh, your, your uh, tissue here my my tops are katie christensen doris burke carol lawson and you're moving right up there wow oh, hard for me because i'm an older guy and very sexist and it was very hard for me to listen <laughs> to women talk about sports and, and not to be funny i'm sure yeah and, I go on, and then i watch them on tv and they go all you're trying to do is be cute and you laugh it's like going out on a date with a guy and you have to laugh at everything that they say i think that's horrible but I love what you do because you have you have great information, and uh, so it's a great compliment that I can give to you for for what you're doing out there and representing. So I, I think that that's. Oh yeah,
4: that's uh, kind.
3: There you go. How's thanks, that, Huh? Thanks, yeah, Doug. shout out
2: to sexist dog. I appreciate you. Doug. <laughs> there you go.
3: But I can admit it. So you got to be the better man. Hey, I have no problem with that. Oh,
4: thanks, thanks, Doug. I appreciate you
2: so was the funniest stuff i've ever heard you know it's hey young lady i got a chant for you Morgan, you know what i
4: it's it's so funny because i do oh it's so hard it's so hard in so many ways right because a lot of time doug seems like he means well he right?
2: absolutely does mean well.
4: and that's what i i really appreciate about him you can tell he's really from a different time
2: yeah he i think he's yeah from like the twenties, the nineteen twenties, a long time ago. Maybe,
4: maybe. I love Doug, but he's old. And I and I do appreciate when people like can can hold themselves accountable, realize their flaws. They come from a different time, so they're trying to learn and grow. And he
2: called on a rotary phone, believe it or not. That was the did. Other
4: thing, He did. He it? did. But it is funny, you guys, because I still will have older men and young men, and and someone said to me the other day, they're like. They're like, yeah, my my husband doesn't like any women on broadcast, but he likes you. And I'm like, that's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's 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 sweet in ways that people are trying to grow and learn. So um
2: But it, it goes to show you though, like you're talking about representation matters. Yeah. It used to be weird to hear a female on a sports broadcast know, and there's so still nice. a long ways to go in that realm with diversity and people of color on broadcasting for sure
4: think about sports radio why do you think oh, i yeah. always say like a female presence is Morning. just needed i at looked at the place. media room before oh, the God. king's game and yeah. I, I
2: counted uh-huh there were two, three th- there might have been th- no there are three women uh-huh it was you uh-huh. katie and Tristy from nbc yep. sports Yep. that's it
4: Sometimes Sarah Hodges is there and you're getting four, but no, you're exactly, you're, it's in those, those things matter, you guys, because it just, how we, we grow and interact and learn, like there's just, yeah, there's gotta be more and more. Mm, So we're, everyone's working on it. And I love that people like, um, the older generation, like Doug (laughs) are learning and getting better too.
2: Doug was sexist well. he and you champ. know it's funny, he so, sa-
4: I kind of appreciate him calling himself out with yeah. it too. So
2: all right. Well, we got a lot more coming up. It's Deuce and Mo. We're back in 60 seconds on the radio sign on Sacktown Sports 1140, forty SacktownSports.com.
4: It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce. On
2: Sattown Sports, You ready for this day in NBA history, Morgan Reagan? Oh, I'm ready. This day, March 29th, 2023, the Kings clinch a playoff spot. You like that? No. Kings and Blazers tonight. It's going to happen. Are you on a reel this day in NBA history? Yes. March 29th, 1998. Okay. For all those people, especially the old heads okay. that listen... Please tell me about late 90s basketball. And how we should go back to those days. Get this, Morgan. Yeah. March 29th, 1998, the Pacers scored an NBA record low. Any guesses how many points in a game? 54. Great guess. Chris. 48. A record low 55 points. Oh! oh that was the lowest since the introduction of the 24 second shot clock oh shot clock and just so you know what do you think the final score of this game was because they had a C, they had a an NBA record low 55 points in that game
4: okay what do you think
2: the, the, the final score of that game was Pacers 55 Spurs I'm gonna guess
4: 8355
2: okay uh 88. It was 74-55.
4: Winner, winner, chicken
2: dinner. No, this is not 1958. This is 1998. Wow. Yes. Who it was, was in it? Uh, Well, Reggie Miller did not play in that game for okay. the Pacers because he was suspended. The Pacers shot 27% in the game. They were 2 for 11 from 3. Think about 2 for 11 from 3 in that game. So that was well, the first half, right?
4: No, that was, a, a entire, oh, was the entire game. the entire game.
2: I should actually weren't go back to nineteen ninety seven.
4: Weren't the Kings like five of something the other day?
2: Five of twenty seven. Yeah, but they put up one hundred and fifteen points, yeah. right? Yeah, like I the know. pace. I'm, just... I'm joking.
4: I'm joke. I'm joking. I'm Crazy. joking.
2: Uh, looking at that game real fast too. Yeah. Um, to see who was in it for the Spurs would be funny. Let's see, March 29th, ninth. You know what's funny though? What? The next game,
4: they scored one hundred twenty eight points. <laughs> In 98?
2: Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Um, In that game, Tim Duncan was uh, in that game. He had 24 points. David Robinson had 13. So some interesting names. Uh, Jaron Jackson Sr. played in that game for the Spurs. Oh. And for um, the Pacers in that game, they were led in scoring by Chris Mullen, who dropped 12 points. (laughs) I'm guessing he was one of the threes. Mark Jackson. Yeah, he was. Mark Jackson hit a three. And That's that was it. Yeah, they were 2-for-11. The only guys to hit threes in the game, Mark Jackson and Chris Mullen.
4: And the only two that scored that night. That's wow. back when
2: basketball was at its best. Oh, it's it just, you guys don't get it. It was tough. That was defense. You know, it's crazy, though. The very next year, the record was broken. The 1998-99 the season, the Chicago Bulls, the first season post-Jordan. <laughs> I'm pulling this game up for fun because this is this is crazy how far the game has come. So if you go back to April of that year, the Bulls were just an awful team post-Jordan. You have to go back to April 10th, 1999. The Bulls lost 82 to
4: 49. What?
2: I thought there was a 40s. That's why I said the 48. Is Is that why? Yeah. Uh, They shot 23 percent in the game. They did not make a 3. They were 0 for 9 from 3 in the game. The leading score, I'm going to be honest, never heard of this guy in my life.
4: Who? I love that you don't know.
2: I, I don't I'm probably saying it wrong. It, Cornell David David. Do you know? Yeah. Who I, is it? Play for the Bulls. <laughs> I don't know him. I don't remember him. But he had 13 and 10 that day. A Tony Kukoc was still in the Bulls at the time. He had 10 points on four or 16 shooting. So please, please tell me wow. the NBA was better way back then.
4: Yeah, I think, and I think sometimes people. Well, it was more physical. It was more. This, there was there was actual fights, and it's like, what does that really make a game better? I mean, look at hockey. I mean, what what are hockey's ratings, right? And you get a whole bunch of fights. Just go watch hockey then, if that's what you prefer. Um, I like skill i appreciate technique team basketball you know it's a team sport it's what makes this game fun to me i do
2: feel like they, they there should be better balance in the nba that's how i think about long term because it's getting to the point now it's so hard to play defense and that's why it's sometimes i'm less concerned about The Kings defense headed into the playoffs. I know they're bad. Yeah, I know they're bad, but I know that they do something you need to do in this today's league. You need to shoot. Well, you got to be able to hit threes. You got to move the ball. You got to get buckets. They do that. There's not a lot of teams around the league who can D up. Now, I'll say this. The teams that are likely championship contenders, you go, oh, Milwaukee, they can play some defense. Yeah. Austin at times. Real defense. Inconsistent. But the Warriors, you know?
4: Well, what I was going to mention about the Warriors, remember last night? Watching them again, or the Pelicans and the Warriors. They locked War- down when
2: it matters. Both they teams, locked down, dude.
4: Both teams got physical last night. It, that game was great. They let them I play. I agree. They let agreed. them
2: play. That's how I felt. thats I think that was a great example of a game that had a little playoff intensity to it. Yeah. Warriors playing with some desperation where... I mean, they're grabbing each other. They're holding a little Refs let it happen. Yeah. Let it, and it yeah. didn't
4: get out of control until Draymond allowed himself to get a little out of control. And that's what I love is that they called the double T's on him and B.I. after he did that football move on B.I. And then he comes down the other end, shows his frustration um by, you know, obviously trying to go through. Was that Herb Jones or was that someone else that he was going through? I forget. Or Trey r- Murphy. It was. It, it, it might have been Murphy. um I think it was Murphy. And so when he tried to go through Murphy, and then his feet and everything get all tangled up on his face, and it was like those were the moments. Okay, it's too far. We're going to call something. We're going to make sure to bring it down here. Yeah. But besides that, they allowed GP two to get into guys. They allowed other people evenly to get into one another.
2: Yeah, and I think that's where. He- it should be. Last night's game was a great example of that, where you could play physical, but you still saw good individual play. It was still fun yeah. offense. Where it didn't, didn't muck things up. Where back in the '90s, where like you know, early '90s, Oof. '80s, when they were like really physical, grabbing, body blows, knocking people down all the time. There's there's a there's levels to this, right? You don't want to be dangerous. You don't want to make offense go away and have a fifty point game or a seventy point game. You want buckets.
4: But last night, you saw buckets and you yeah. saw some
2: good defense. Remember,
4: they showed on ESPN the other day, this day in history, and they had Shaq dunking on Dunleavy. Was that? What
2: was no, it? on Chris Dudley. Oh,
4: Dudley! Sorry, on on Dudley, and he dunked on him and then pushed him down, and I mean, extended his arm pushing down. They called nothing. Dudley took the ball and tried chucking it back at Shaq, and you. Look at that whole situation and just things, you know, wanting to get out of control. And that's still going to happen at times, but you just don't see that happen as much. I just want to see you guys get physical, get into each other without them calling fouls and calling it even both ways.
2: I'm with you on that. All right, we got to take a break. We're coming back and we'll talk some more with you. If you guys want to hit us up today. You can do it on the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash SackTownSports1140, or give us a call, 916-339-1140. Let's chat. It's Deuce and Mo on a clinch miss day in Sacramento. Happy or Cinco what? de clincho. Cinco de clincho. Just because it's the fifth time? Is that Yep. What? Yeah. <sighs> it's us Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140
1: On your local sports leader.
2: Town sports. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you'd see the ridiculous, I don't know, outfit Morgan's wearing with her standard cream-colored jacket. Someone's saying that if that was purple, you'd look like the beam.
4: Oh, the human beam.
2: The beam's that, like, yeah.
4: Cool? Yes.
2: Thick? Yeah. It just Because inter- your jacket's puffy. Your jacket's puffy.
4: Yeah. Well, you can be the... The beam, because... Because why? Because you're so thin, and when you turn to the side, no one would even see it.
2: <laughs> hey, it's Juice Mason and Morgan Ray, and coming up at 1, Anthony Slater from The Athletic will be joining us live, talk some Kings with him. Uh, we will be off tomorrow. No show for us tomorrow. Chris Watkins, Kyle Draper will be live from 10 to 2 p.m. here on Sacktown Sports 1140. We'll be getting ready for a Stockton Kings playoff game. We just found out their opponent, so got to do some cramming for that. They take on the Sioux Falls Skyforce. Mm-hmm. Stockton Kings, if they win tomorrow, they're in the Western Conference Finals. Number one seed in the West, also, best record in the G.
4: Are you honestly, honestly, a little nervous about Skyforce?
2: Uh, Morgan, a couple of things. You, no one came. By my nobody, man. I don't care. Cares. I don't yes, care. of course, they did well against the Kings last time. By the way, that game's on NBA TV.
4: Oh, you better be watching out there, people. Uh-huh. Do some more on the
2: call. Yeah, or just come out to Stockton too. See or Bobby that. Jackson, Keyon Elston, Kada
4: Yeah, it will be fun.
2: Yeah. Um, a couple of notes about tonight. The Blazers are sitting everybody. And they've been doing that recently. You want some crazy Blazer stats. In the last three games without Jeremy Grant, Dane Lillard, Anthony Simons, and Nurkic.
4: Oh, God. Okay. They have
2: scored 99.3 points per game. Dead last in the NBA. Their assist numbers are the lowest in the NBA. Their rebounds, 32 rebounds per game in the last three, lowest in the NBA. Kings are favored by 14 tonight, and they can clinch. Portland does not want to win. How do you feel about what Portland's doing? I hate it. I'm so sick of teams doing it. Stop tanking. It's 2023.
4: I'm so, so, wait, can they get (laughs) Wemby? Tanking is so bad. Wait, can they get Wemby Yama? Um, I don't, you the reason why I don't like it the most is I hate seeing that they have Dame Lillard, Mm -hmm. who's going to turn 33 in July and is just going to go into another year of what this like what changes what you got Matisse Thybul at the trade deadline which was good i mean it was a good it was a good good job good job good job but it's not enough no but also giving up thybul i mean getting thybul and
2: losing josh hart
4: right I, but they couldn't get the most out of josh hart why that's I, ex- a problem and is you that I mean? chauncey's fault
2: yeah, I just think where Dame is at, it's it's a bad spot, you know, and I know he wants to be there. He's loyal to Portland, um, and they like him. I just don't know what you do with that team. Like, what takes them to the next level? And maybe they're just – they believe, hey, re Jeremy Grant, make some other fringe moves on the other end. We get another co-star for Dame too, and we're back in the thick of things in the Western Conference. You know, I think they can make the case, hey – we weren't that far away this year from the play in, and that's with Dame missing a ton of games. But I just look at where Dame's at right now in his career and I go, Portland, I, I don't you may be forced to move him. He's he played fifty-eight <laughs> Thank you. Games. He played fifty-eight games this year. Last year he played twenty-nine. Morgan mentioned it. He's gonna be thirty-three by the time the season starts next year. Mm-hmm. He makes forty-five point six million next year. Woof. Forty-eight after that. Then it jumps up to fifty-eight oh. million. God. And then he's got a player option for sixty three point two million dollars when he is thirty six years old. Okay.
4: Well. So it
2: makes it challenging to trade him because you gave him that type of extension anyway. Um, he's the greatest player the Blazers have ever had, and I understand I love Dame. He's one of my favorite players, but I just in terms of building a competitive team around him, I just don't know how you do that. He hasn't played a lot. He's getting nicked up. He's getting older and he's owed a lot of money, which to me is a bad recipe.
4: Are you to the point where you don't do everything you can to keep a player with those type of contracts now? Because that, it seems like, seems like track record wise, has not worked out well for anyone. Anyone.
2: Yeah, but it's where max salaries are headed. And the Kings are in a spot right now where, you know, all of a sudden De'Aaron Fox's deal looks like a steal. He's making right, Right. and Sabonis. Who knows what his deal can look like? I forget. I mean, like taking a deep dive into those. But he's
4: younger, though. That's where that's my point. Like I'm, I'm looking at these contracts, like even for Russell Westbrook, or was it? I mean, didn't Bradley Beal do something? Or who? There's, there's multiple in this league, though that you could, you could mention. You can talk about where it's John Wall, where it was just like difficult to move these guys in their contracts and. Where they were in their career, it's like you're on that verge of like, do we do it? Do we not do it? Look at the track record. You put yourself in a very difficult position depending on what year they are in their lives and in their career.
2: I think Portland missed a key opportunity to capitalize on his value. And they pro- And I'm not saying these are easy things to do, especially no. with a player of Dame's caliber. When he's played this year, we've seen some—I mean, he had a 70-point game this year. I— I I love Dane. So it's just you're trying to figure out how do you build around this? How do you compete? And maybe they feel like they can make some some moves this year that can do it. I just think now you're seeing the amount of games he's missed, how long he's been there. And you're going, what can we do? What can we do? Or is it worth it to – Ship, make the tough decision of shipping him off and kind of starting this process that can be painful, and that's rebuilding.
4: Yeah, and I mean, I I would be the—do you think—I don't like saying this, but do you think Chauncey Billups is the answer?
2: I mean, it's—I don't. I okay. I don't think he's shown anything that—I mean, what, what's wild when you think about the Blazers tonight— think about opening night in Sacramento. Oh my
4: God. When Portland
2: won here yeah okay and they played in the preseason and Portland did not look good, but that <laughs> first game you're like okay, the Kings started 0 four this year. Mm-hmm. Portland was 10 and four. Yeah they were at that point first 14 games of the NBA season, they had the best record in the Western Conference and they've had their injuries Dames missed time, Simons missed time. Jeremy Grant's missed time. So they've been banged up too. And I think that's part of it they hold on to. But then I think you really have to be honest with yourself. Like what was the ceiling of this team this year going into it? If healthy, how good they could, they have been, maybe they get to six. Maybe now they're in a spot where you have this guy who has meant so much to this organization, who's achieved some amazing things. But you're not in a close position to to really contend. No. And if you are, then you start going to this. All right. We're Portland. We want to contend. We're keeping Dame. We're going to re-sign Jeremy Grant. How do we get better? All right, Shane Sharp, you could be a star in the future. We're going to trade you and package you. Like, Whoa. And then you add another one to the mix. But what does that make you? And I don't know. Maybe that's just what it is. They're going to do everything they can, can to build around uh, uh, Dame. I don't know. It's just... It seems like a really tough bet to make based on what they've done the last couple of years.
4: Yeah, and I think if you are going to, though, make that bet around and, and try and keep building and doing what you can around Dame, at least you have a superstar player that has mm. the right mentality, that has the attitude that you would want your superstar to have, that is willing to be a team player on and off the floor. You know, like he he has that ability to still lead, and he is a good person. So at least you got that part going for you. But, man, you got to make it right for him because you don't want him to start getting unhappy.
2: In the chat, Nick says, is Dame out tonight yet? Yeah, they shut down Dame for the rest of the season. Portland is going to be extremely shorthanded. We'll talk more about that game and coming up at 1 p.m., our buddy, Anthony Slater from The Athletic, will join us. We'll get his perspective on the Kings. And he was in San Francisco last night watching the Warriors come back. What would he think about a Warriors-Kings series? We'll do that and much more. It's Deuce and Mo on Sactown Sports 1140. It's
4: Deuce and Mo.
0: Sattown
2: Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan. Ben Simmons shut down for the season. We mentioned that yesterday. Yesterday I was doing a little deep dive. You know, sometimes when when things like that happen, I, it triggers something. And I go, ah,
4: oh, remember when? Remember when? What did you deep dive? Well, because, you know,
2: people want to pull receipts all the time. You know, in especially when it comes to the Kings. Okay. Oh, let me just tell you. There were a lot of people, media, fans, going trade Fox for Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Now, just imagine what that would look like. And I imagine. remember a Deuce Mason time going, Yeah, but could you imagine Fox with Embiid in a winning environment? What that would look like?
4: Oh, yeah, we did talk yeah, about yeah,
2: we yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be awful. People legitimately were spending time like, uh, There was a conversation about do you think that the sixers would take Fox for Simmons mm-hmm. oh my
4: god that was so bad just
2: imagine if that would have happened
4: that would have been awful imagine. for the Kings amazing for the for the sixers um just so glad that that was a what not even a not even a real narrative out there I
2: think people are pushing it in but- in
4: Sacramento people desperate people yeah yes
2: but I do feel bad for Ben Simmons and I just hope that he can get to a point where he can be productive on a floor. But that was just crazy the amount and you, you just think about if the Kings would have made a deal like that, what that would have looked like.
4: It there just would be one less person on the floor. You know what I mean? I mean, truly, like that's the saddest part about Ben Simmons and his journey right now is that like no one's even like, Oh, this is what he is as a player. He's not he's not playing. He he's done for the rest of the season again due to health but it's health or it's his ability to stay on the floor because of his mental health and that's just it's really hard
2: if he got bought out by the nets and i don't know if that's ever gonna happen but if he got bought out i would definitely take a flyer on him for sure but it's just you think
4: mike brown could do something with it yeah that's fine his
2: health is fine yeah and if he needs some confidence again
4: low risk kind of situation right. for him yeah I, th- I mean i think a lot of teams would be in that scenario with him if it was just low risk but yeah i doubt that's gonna happen he, he would
5: really have to ask himself what could brown do for you
4: what is that
2: what do you mean what is that
4: what what can brown do for is that a commercial
2: yeah are you serious this it's came UPS, off the top of my head dude.
4: what is it UPS. oh thank you yeah okay sorry needed a reminder
2: What can Brown do for you? With the Kings getting ready to clinch tonight, Morgan. Yeah? What player in that locker room is going to be most emotional? Mike Brown told a story (laughs) before last game that was really cool. We should actually play that.
4: Well, I can tell it. Unless you have it.
2: I could pull it up, maybe. Uh, Sean Cunningham tweeted it out. Uh, It was before last game. And Mike Brown was talking about the emotions that are coming with clinching a playoff spot right it's the fans feel a lot and mike was just suggesting that hey like we should kind of embrace this a little more understanding we have bigger goals and i did find it Hell yeah. can, can i play stuff from here chris cool Thumbs i can up. all right uh this is mike brown talking sure the other night on there and it was it was really cool to hear what he had to say about what this could mean to people, including people who have been with the organization for a long time. Particular, uh,
0: De'Aaron, Rashawn, HB, who have been here and, and kind of gone through some of that pain and frustration, a lot of that pain and frustration. What what are you feeling for them to, to get to this point where they can do this for, for themselves, for the team, for the
6: city? Uh, yeah, you, you're excited. I mean, I am excited, not just for those guys. Shoot, I'm, I'm excited for – ownership vivek vivek's been a great guy to work with um in my short time being here i'm excited for matina i'm excited for jr one down the line everybody uh, in the organization um I, i'm probably this i probably shouldn't tell this story but uh, i'm gonna tell it anyway so sorry miguel wherever you are uh miguel's our equipment guy and after our last game i'm in my office waiting to do the media and. Um, and Wes Wilcox walks in, and Wes goes, Wes goes, he, and Wes had a serious look on his face. He goes, "Hey, I, I, I just want to tell you that uh, Miguel was in the tunnel and he was crying." And literally, the first I'm like, "Is his wife okay? Is his kid, what, what, You know, I'm like panicking, thinking something's wrong with somebody in his family." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "He goes, no, everything, everything's fine. He he's just been here so long, and to see this mm-hmm. really touched him." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I said, "Okay, I respect that." Okay, good, but but you know, so it hits different people, uh, especially the people that have been here in different ways. That emotionally, I can only wrap my brain around so much. You know, you could call it fortunate, blessed, lucky, you know. But to be a part of as many playoff runs as I've been. You know, in thinking big picture, I do. I want to celebrate this because the organization deserves it. All those people that I mentioned and Foxy and HBA all deserve it. More importantly, everybody in this flipping city deserves it because they're hardworking people that spend their money on this team. And and they've been supporting this team from back in the day. Uh, And you appreciate that and you want people to be able to celebrate it and enjoy it. Um, and I, and I hope that I'm doing it the right way and coming across the right way. I'm excited for everybody and, you know, but, you know, I, again, I, I just don't, I, I don't want our group and, and I don't want people to lose sight, you know, and I don't think they will. Cause I think I said it enough of what our, our, our goal is. And it's just like everybody else that's in our position right now. I love hearing
2: that from Mike Brown, because obviously he wants everyone to understand, Hey, this is an accomplishment but we got a long way to go just getting the playoffs isn't good enough, but that story he told about Miguel Lopez, who has been with the team for a long time as the equipment manager, how he was tearing up in the tunnel after a game, not when they clinched, yeah after they beat the Utah Jazz the other night because he's never been through something like that he's all he's experienced is losing. He's the equipment – he's got to get everything ready to go. It's – And, and like, he has to fe- – he, so he's yeah. around these guys when they're down and depressed at loss after loss, dysfunction, different coaches. And for him to feel that, that hit me.
4: Because Mike Brown makes everyone feel like they're part of the team. I mm. mean, how many times, Deuce, have you and I watched post-game in the locker room, Deepog Chain getting passed out to whatever player – And we feel like we're a part of that team. The fact that we feel like that and we're very much not a part of this team like that is you can only imagine what the people that are there every single day feel like. And when he told that story, yeah, I mean, it absolutely makes sense. And it's just wild what a sports team can do for a city.
2: So when it comes to the guys in the locker room, Fox has been here the longest. Yeah, You know, Harrison Barnes is up there. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is up there. Who, who do you think maybe within the locker room feels it the most tonight?
4: I would probably say even T- if he- TD
2: in the chat gets a mention because of how emotional he is in general.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's De'Aaron. Yeah, I do. I do. because, And I don't even think it's just because of what this team hasn't been able to accomplish so long. I think for him in his career, the high expectations, being drafted fifth, um, and, and also... It not being until his sixth season in the league that he took off and is also getting the respect that he deserves. Like, And not to say he didn't deserve respect before, but it's like, no, he's earned it more in, in every single way possible on the defensive end, on the offensive end, as a team player, as a leader, as a star in this league. He took that jump in all those categories this season. I think that's what's gonna really make him feel it the most too. And that validates it. And what's
2: cool with him, I do think he he's similar to Mike Brown in this way. I think he's appreciating the moments. Yeah. But I think he's like, no, like we have a bigger we have bigger things. Yeah. If they want to reach fifty wins, that's a, that's been the one consistent message. It's like, no, we want to get to fifty wins. Fifty wins, fifty wins. Like that's important to this group to try to get to that mark. So it's cool that I think that this team has a good understanding of what this moment means for the fans, the city, what ending this drought does, even though no one has been on this entire ride, right? Right. Fox has been here the longest. But just to end it, their significance, while also understanding there's a ways to go. I've gotten in this thing with social on social media where someone's like, you're going to celebrate
3: a playoff spot?" Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's, it, and it doesn't mean... You have to be satisfied either. We're but you not can, a player either. No, but even so, like, I can enjoy this moment today, and I'm going to enjoy this moment. Absolutely. I am going to embrace it because this is what we've been waiting for forever while still acknowledging that, like, yeah. I'm not satisfied. I want to win more. Yep. Winning
4: is fun. But you And it's like you have to get there to celebrate it. It's like we're not in a position to be like, oh, act like you belong. No, because we, we haven't been a part of it. We haven't belonged in so long that we're never going to feel this come up moment mm-hmm. again. And that's why when people say like, oh, appreciate all the little things in life, it's a little thing. It's a little thing, but it's it's huge in so many different ways. <sighs>
2: Getting me emotional thinking about
4: it. I know. I'm Com- excited. Coming
2: up next, let's uh, welcome in Anthony Slater to yes. the show. He's going to be joining us. He's from The Athletic. Well, how does he feel about a potential Kings Warriors series? We'll talk to him. Coming up next, it's Juice and Moe on Sactown Sports 1140, sactownsports.com. And Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. And tonight gonna be the night we're celebrating in Sacramento, Morgan. Kings and Blazers. Kings win tonight. They clinch. There's some other combinations that could happen that could help the Kings. But I'm not focused on that because the Blazers are playing. A couple of season ticket holders are playing for them tonight tonight. I think their mascot Blaze may play.
4: Is it named Blaze? Yeah, I'm well, pretty sure. None of this is true. And this is um No, the mascot's
2: name is definitely Blaze. Okay, well
4: that part is true Blaze but,
2: the Trailcat is his name.
4: But the Portland Trailblazers still have guys on the roster that will be playing tonight. And we've seen this King squad, not this one specifically, actually, I guess. We've seen the Kings. We've seen teams in the NBA fold mm. even against really weird and really weird situations. And I mean, we talked about that earlier in the show and the Kings have only won 20 games. Why are you bringing up their overall record that
2: I brought up at the start of the show to bury it? Yes, the Kings have played 110 games in Portland over the years. They are 20 and 90 overall. There we go. Yeah, they're 20 and 90 over, yes, 70 games below 500 against the Blazers in Portland.
4: This is why I'm just not coming into the building today being like, oh yeah, they've got the win, they've got the win. I expect them to win, but I mean, like everyone was feeling that on Monday against the T-Wolves. It was just too much for me.
2: It was too much. So Morgan, I'm going to, can you just stop being the, the, the wet blanket today? You're the wet blanket. Just, how
4: is that a wet blanket? You told me uh, that I was like don't a get you, Don't like, get too excited. You're like, wow. too
2: excited. You know, you never know. I know anything can
4: happen in the NBA, but going into tonight, you should feel very confident that the I Kings do. are going to win. I just said I expect them to win. But say it with your chest. Um, I expect them
2: to win. That's how you say it with your chest. Really? How do you say it with your chest? I'm going to look at me right now.
4: You're going to look at you? you? Ask for this. I'm, what? I asked for Warren this. asked for this. Yeah, yeah,
2: Anthony Slater is supposed to be with us soon. He might have forgot. It's okay. He's on. Okay, well, he's going to hear me say this. <laughs> the Blazers are sitting most of their roster tonight. The Kings are 14-point favorites on the road. They need one win to clinch a top-four spot. There is no chance in hell they're losing this game tonight. The Kings clinch tonight expect it. Hmm. It's okay. That's how you say it with your chest. Oh, okay. All right, let's bring in a guy we love. He is one of the best basketball writers on the planet. Yes, he is. From the Athletic, the one and only Anthony Slater. What's up, man? Uh-oh.
5: This
7: is going to win early. So, I don't even think the Portland clinch will be needed. I think you may know by <laughs> second quarter, first quarter, whatever the timing will be. Look at that.
4: Wow. Okay, Slater.
7: Man. Yeah. I just I mean that's a that's a no, Paul George Clippers team going into Memphis, who's won I think seven in a row. They're playing really well, by the way. That that two seed felt up for grabs for a while for the Kings. It does no no longer seems up for grabs.
2: Yeah, the John Morant, uh, we thought maybe he would be gone longer, and then even without him, they found a way to kind of get through yeah. it. That was impressive, especially without Stephen Adams too, Brandon Clark being out. Yeah, I've been really impressed with their ability to to hang on to that number two spot, no doubt. Um, Anthony, yeah, the Kings getting ready to clinch a playoff spot. It's kind of crazy to think that they're in a position now to secure home court advantage throughout the playoffs or not through the playoffs, uh through the first round. Um what was the biggest
7: surprise
2: of this Kings season in your mind?
7: I mean just the historic level of the offense. <laughs> um you know, it's what are they're still first right now, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. So, t- I mean technically best offense ever i know the numbers are a little juice it's kind of the steroid era for all stats right now but just you know when you mapped out how they could make the playoffs it was like all right can mike brown pull them out of the bottom 20 and maybe have them like 19th 18th in defense and can the offense be top 10 and when you were saying top 10 you were thinking like eight nine right that would be really good you know you built a nice uh you know uh, offense around the Fox at bonus pick and roll. I did not think like number one in the league. Like better than the Jokic Nuggets right now. Better than than all the other teams. So that to me has to be the surprise, right?
4: Yeah, I, mean, I would say that part is super surprising. But I think one of the other surprises to me is how well this team is showing, oh, hey, an offense can also lead you to this much success. Because not seeing much of a defense out there, I guess when you really look at the numbers and you break down the analytics, it's like where this team is, it's it's not good defensively. But there's moments out there where you go, okay, I get why this can get them by and why it can create some of their offense. But I would say um, that – the fact that their defense has still, where it is, has allowed them to be the number three seed in the Western Conference has also been a surprise. What about for you?
7: Yeah, it's just, I think maybe the biggest surprise is that Mike Brown's the guy on the sidelines like <laughs> having to captain this type of ship because, you know, you we all know who Mike Brown is at his core. Uh, go back to his Cleveland days, right? He's like, you know, bloodying up games against the Pistons, 92-87. Like, that's how he wants to win a playoff game. and And you... I think it's good for the team. I mean, you can hear it in all of his post-game press conferences. That's still, like, he's still warning them, like, hey, come first round. There's probably going to be a game you have to win 101-97, right? You have to win on the defensive end. And I do think post-All-Star break, there have been nice little peaks into that ability by them. Obviously, he keeps trying Kessler-Edwards. That's kind of been an interesting uh, experiment because he's searching for somebody to, to defend on the wing. But also, what what was that Brooklyn game? They gave up, like, no – second chance points no transition points they ended up giving like one fast break point or two fast break points
2: technically at the very end Mm -hmm. of the game but yeah Yeah. no second chance and only two fast break points and it
7: happened at the very end of the game i have not talked to mike brown about this but i bet that's his favorite game this season Mm. you know like that's that's the formula uh especially you know in minnesota especially after coming in winning the other night i mean feeling really good about the matchup like might be that might be the first round matchup and you're gonna like that's going to be more of a game that's kind of dragged into the mud a little bit. And and the big question will be like, can they win those style of games?
2: Yeah. You, you brought up Kessler Edwards too. And there've been moments I like what he can bring, but yeah, he, he is still searching and I don't know how concerning that should be for the playoffs when, you know, you're trying Kessler Edwards mm. oh, last game out of nowhere. We see Alex Len and it kind of goes to show you how they have felt all season long about, that backup five spot we've seen Metsu, we've seen brief glimpses of Rashawn Holmes and then Alex Len played the most minutes he has played since starting a game against Denver when Sabonis was out it, how big of a concern is that he that he's still kind of searching at this point
7: I mean it's not that rare uh, you know go okay let's go back to the Warriors playoff run last year you know like Damian Lee is playing game one against Dallas and then Moses Moody's making an appearance in game two because Lee struggled and uh Jonathan Kaminga people probably don't remember started in the Memphis series two games for the Warriors last year did not play well in either of the games was pulled quick probably got like 12 minutes Mm -hmm. both the games but they were experimenting you know that's that's what high level coaching is especially from a matchup based standpoint I think part of what Mike Brown was doing the other day they might play uh, Minnesota in the first round like who works who doesn't Mm -hmm. you know you 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 will often see in playoff series The first couple games, particularly game one is a feel-out process. Game two, typically, whoever lost game one has a counterpunch and adjustments, and by about game three, game four, the rotations are trimmed down to about eight, and they're settled. You know who works, who doesn't in a particular matchup. So, I mean, the fact that he's experimenting late in the season, like, Just get ready because he's going to be experimenting in game one, game two, game three of some of these series.
2: I'm glad Anthony broke that down because, you know, some of the stuff you say, I'm going, oh, yeah, we haven't had to deal with this in a long time in (laughs) Sacramento. Usually we're just watching games for fun. Yeah, there's there's actually different levels of coaching come playoff time. Uh I felt this in almost 17 years, Anthony.
7: (laughs) Yeah. And that is where I think Mike Brown will help. Yeah. You know, he was. Go to the West Finals last year. What they did defensively, and and that was Mike Brown, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, kind of brain trust there, uh, against Luca was won them the West Finals easily. They they really switched up the defense. I can remember that entire series. Mike Brown, like you know, running out mid possession with double fists up in the air because he's going to to the zone defense, or they were doing box and one, and he's it felt uh, defensive coordinator middle linebackery with Draymond Green. Uh, I don't know who the middle linebacker on the Kings would be. But um, the, yeah, I mean, like it's it is it's not only a different level of coaching, but it is where the Warriors have really excelled in the Steve Kerr era. And most of the Steve Kerr era has included Mike Brown, which is uh, playoff schemes. Mm-hmm. They like they have never lost a Western Conference playoff series 18 and 0, or 16. And 0, I think it is wow. in the West playoffs. And it, a lot of that is just because like when they get in a chess match, they have typically solved it before the other team.
4: Which I'm just so glad that they don't have Mike Brown going into um, this postseason. Because obviously we're looking at a scenario that the Kings and the Warriors could take on one another, right? And watching that game last night, I mean, obviously you were at the Minnesota um, Kings game. And then watching that game last night, we're all rooting for Pelicans to get the win. So then the Kings can clinch a spot last night. But that Warriors team... Two different teams playing out there in that first half and then that second half. And when they play like they did in that second half last night Slater, I as a Kings fan get very nervous about what it could look like in the postseason for the Sacramento Kings. Do you think that's just a glimpse at the 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 Warriors and what they take their game to in a postseason?
7: Yeah, I mean look, that's um that was Draymond Green just raising the the emotional level of the team and the focus level and challenging a younger pelicans team to answer that and they didn't and that is what he would do in a series with mm-hmm. the kings he would just roar around the court pick up a technical in game one you know emotionally challenge Demonis the bonus, get the entire golden one center booing him and see how the kings would respond and you know there will be a statistic going into that series if it if it did materialize of playoff games played on one side, playoff games played on the other side, and the Kings' playoff experience includes Mike Brown, who was an assistant coach for the Warriors, and Harrison Barnes, who was like the you know fifth best player on on a Warriors team, and that is basically the almost the entire extent of their playoff experience. So that does matter. Now the Kings have had a better season. There's reason to believe the Kings should be able to score very well against the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors have not been able to win on the road and it's obviously would be a, a tough environment that they're walking into. But I think if you are being just like calculated, strategic from a Kings perspective, you should not want to play the Warriors in the first round. I mean, because, and that's not a Kings thing. That's a, like the Nuggets should not want the Warriors coming out of the eight. The Grizzlies, you know, outwardly probably would say they do want the Warriors coming out of the seven. But <laughs> is that really who they want to play in the first round? Because you know, They've proven who they are over, you know, they, this might be the end, but do you want to test that in round one? Would you rather try to test that in round two round? Three? Yeah.
2: And it's interesting because I, you know, watching the Warriors this year is just, it's been bizarre, right? Steph being out Wiggins still gone. And you're like, This team doesn't have it, man. I watched them last night in that second half and I went, I know it's a Pelicans team that gets kind of shorthanded, but it's a Pelicans team that won five in a row and they were up by 20. And what they did defensively against Brandon Ingram, I mean, they were into him from GP2 to Kaminga to Draymond. And I was like, wow, they have they raised it a little bit here. And I know they're a bad road team during the regular season, but for I think it's just based on their track record a little bit that you go, I don't know how big of a factor that would be you for them in the playoffs. You know what
7: their track record is? They're currently on... An NBA record streak of, I think it's 26 straight playoff series. They've won a road game. They've <laughs> gone into See? the other team. It's an NBA record and it's ongoing. The last one they won was obviously game six in Boston, which was how many months ago at this point? Like nine months ago, calendar year. Like they beat the Celtics in Boston. And I'm telling you, that was an insane crowd. Having been yeah. there, that was like, uh, top three playoff crowd i've ever been in i've seen them win there i've seen them going to oklahoma city in the prime of the durant westbrook era and like stick a heart a a dagger in that franchise's heart and then go and steal away their best player (laughs) so yeah i mean like i we could sit here and talk about how bad they've been this year in many ways and the fact that they're starting small forward is not with the team right now which is a major factor from a tactical standpoint but they have something in their DNA that should spook anybody. Yeah, I agree. I
2: absolutely. I want to go back to last night because watching the game, and I'm not like you're. You're. You've been around the Warriors for a long time. You have a good feel for the emotions and what they've been through and all the dynamics. I, I thought the Draymond stuff at the sec at the end of that first half was not a good thing at the time. It felt selfish. It felt like even like some of the guys may have been a little irritated, and I don't know if that was the case. Like that was actually not a great moment. And it, it was what in, happened at halftime that changed the thing. How, how do you feel about that at the moment? Cause it felt like Draymond, it was almost a distraction. Like it, it felt like he was super hot that maybe was taking away and compounding the mistakes that, you know, the Pelicans finished okay in that second quarter. It was ha- what happened in the third quarter
7: that I felt like changed the game. What, what was your viewpoint of all of that? It was risky. I would say, hmm. because at any point during that entire you know prolonged situation one of the referees ed malloy or one of the other guys could have just been like second T, that's enough you're out of here he gets ejected he's suspended the next game cuz that would have been his 18th technical and they probably would you know he's a plus 26 he was awesome in the second half they don't win that game if he's ejected so that spirals to a point that that might be like the final nail in their season if you know if a, like i said if just a, one referee decides that he wants to give a second technical that doesn't happen uh, i do think a lot of the second half was the emotional lift he did give them i i know that you know right when it happened there was a little bit of a pelicans run but um he juiced up a team that needed to be juiced up and he was like he was yelling the entire second half i know there wasn't maybe the the memorable scuffle but he was going after coaches he was ripping one of the back of the bench assistants like scolding him he obviously had to have bob myers come down to cool him down at one point yelling at the pelicans bench and it like it woke him up and and you know it could have gone the wrong way it has gone the wrong way several times in draymond green's life uh and career but it's also gone the right way a bunch and it worked last night. You know, it was a risky tactic, but it paid off.
4: God, I mean, even I was annoyed and but <laughs> but like I was annoyed because I I just appreciate good basketball and I appreciate when people aren't being selfish, and I just felt like, oh, it's about him right now. It's about him, but you're right. I mean, whatever uh, – he got credit after the game, too, from other players. From Steve Kerr. From Steve Kerr, yeah. you know, about being that emotional leader. And sometimes, like, they've been in it together long enough, so they must just understand each other. I'll and just,
7: all. I would just say, like, I was in the arena last night. Yeah. I know it was, like, kind of a big game from a stake standpoint, but the arena was a little bit dead. Mm. You've just, you just – you kind of feel that they don't have it this season, and you're wondering – And I think there were some players, I think, wondering, like, gosh, man, like, I just this thing might be dying right now. And then suddenly he goes berserk and the arena is lit up like people are standing on their feet at the end of the second quarter. And he just completely changed the entire mood of the situation. And suddenly it was like, oh, they're taking the game serious. Wow. And they were taking you. I mean, you saw it in the second half. That was a team that suddenly decided to take the game very serious. And that was in a lot of ways because Draymond just jolted them awake. I mean, even if it was done in a selfish way, like is what happened. And
4: especially after that loss against Minnesota on their home floor, you know, obviously what happened there at the end with everyone choking. And yeah, um, and it stunk again for the Sacramento Kings because the Pelicans didn't get the win. The Kings didn't get to clinch, but they get a chance tonight. And I mean, Anthony, you've now have covered this team more and more closely this season. The Portland Trailblazers, like we've already talked about, don't really have anyone... It's gonna be tonight,
7: right? Drew Drew Eubank scoring thirty nine to ninety. To <laughs> Wat, Watford's gonna. I don't know. I mean, if it's not tonight, then I start. I might start to be like, yeah. what's happening here, dude? <laughs> but Anthony, their all
2: time record in Portland is yes. kind of insane. They played one hundred and ten games. They're one hundred and ten games.
7: They are twenty and ninety all time. That's yeah but but the truth is i don't even think they'd need to win tonight as i said earlier like the i think all three results you know they only need one of the three i think i would probably guess that they'd get all three tonight okay and even if they didn't there's like still several days ahead though they are to me they already ruined it like it should have been at home yeah like we all know that yeah i will will have a story dropping once they clinch it tonight where i during the third quarter went down and sat with brad miller for about 10 minutes and like you know because he's sitting third row and he's the starting center of the last team and he's having a good time he's a huge kings fan now yeah um and he was like i was like hey you want me to talk to you post game and he was like no like a post game's gonna be too fun i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna be having too good of a time i don't want to sit there for a 10 minute interview i'm like i get that this is about to be a party so let's talk now you know and then go have your good time and then by the fourth quarter i mean i think he was out of his seat probably with two minutes left like half the arena was (laughs) so To me, they already ruined that moment, but it's not really going to matter because they're going to get a game one at home.
4: So There were so many jinxes that night. Come on now. Slater there's, there's, interviewing Brad Miller in the third quarter not, about no celebrating.
2: S- no such thing as jinxes. <sighs> I, I want to ask you about that game. Um, I, I walked away because I know a lot of people got nervous after the way Minnesota won. I went, you know what? The Kings were five of 27 from three, and I know they didn't get as many threes as maybe they wanted up. But they missed some open looks. I went back and watched, and then the, the numbers back it up. 21 of the 27 threes that they attempted were either wide open or open. The defense was not good. It hasn't been good all year. I, they lost a close game, and I i thought, I thought didn't think they were really good in that game.
7: Yeah, I mean, look, it was kind of an outlier shooting performance, but those happen in the playoffs, you know. Uh, and, and it's about trying to win. Again, that's – when i say you got to win a game 101 97 in in a huge swing game 3 that includes you got to be able to win a game that you shoot 20% from 3 and that is to me the bigger picture concern of like are they a title contender or not right are they are they a true threat to make a long deep run in the playoffs and the skepticism would come on the defensive end and the fact that they do kind of rely on prettier offensive numbers that at times when the playoff game changes, and this is stuff that coaching staff knows and is trying to adjust to. Um, but, you know, when you start to be able to hold guys off ball more, when veteran uh, coaching staffs and and teams are able to scout all the demonis to bonus, you know, handoff action, see it in game one, decide how they want to, you know, uh, attack it in game two, maybe spring some doubles and like, you know, their offense is going to be held down on certain nights. And it's like, can they win those type of games? And like, I'm not saying that Minnesota game was some indicator that, oh no, they can't, but you know, everything is a, just like if we talk about the Warriors, every game feels like a bullet point that a check-in point of like, you know, what do we really think about this team? And yeah, I'd say their last week has not been entirely encouraging, but you know, their 10 games post all-star break, were extremely encouraging. So uh, I still feel decent about them. I, I am curious what the matchup they get is. I do think that'll matter for them. Yep. Mm. Avoid the Warriors. Uh-huh. Everyone else No. Oh go. What's your what's the ideal six? That's realistic. You know, you can't go yeah. blazers, you know, shooting. No, players.
2: I mean I was I was before Dallas collapsed, I was all about bring on yeah. Dallas, take care of them easy. I don't know if there's an ideal matchup to be honest. Minnesota has you know?
4: been tough for them. Like at their length alone, they struggle with length in so many different ways. But they I- had sixty
2: points in the paint on Minnesota and had forty free throw attempts. And oh by the way, I Anthony, call me crazy. You're crazy. We have not seen. The Kings play Minnesota with Cat, and I think Cat changes things for them. I don't know if it's for a good reason either. I think it makes things a little more complicated for Ant to do his thing. I think defensively there are more challenges. I actually think they're a better team without Cat. That's my hot take of the day.
7: I think it's a complicated mix. You know, they got so many centers now, right? It's like him, Gobert, and Nas Reed who kind of needs to play. He needs to play. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think Minnesota. Or, you know, the matchup I'm looking at as a possibility that I don't think a lot of people... Clippers could fall. I Clippers know. have two straight in Memphis right now. I don't know when you're going to see Paul George again, not in the regular season. Is he going to be ready for game one in the playoffs? I don't know. It was a pretty, you know, scary-looking knee injury. Uh, if the war, the Warriors have the Spurs coming up, they have Portland to end the season, they got some winnable games, they could leap the Clippers. Honestly, the Timberwolves good too, and maybe the Clippers yeah. are down in the play-in. But, like, that is a team that I think... Could is very much a possibility at six. Those have been fun games this season, and the possibility of no Paul George that might be the most appealing matchup to the Kings.
4: Hmm. I I just get I get I get scared of Kawhi. I get I get a little. I'm not nervous about Ty Lu. I just think we have talked about you know his in-game adjustments and what he's been able to do, and then what is he doing in a postseason as a head coach compared to Mike Brown? We've seen some of Mike Brown's mistakes as of late too. Just even sometimes going more for the offense rather than going for guys that can By lock the way, down. When guys. you say
2: mistakes are, are, we what we believe. There we go. And we we know what the hell we're talking about. We're like, hey, you should play some more Terrence Davis. Like, we know what we're talking about.
4: We're allowed to criticize a little bit.
2: Come on. I know. (laughs) Um,
4: Yeah, I I
2: bring it all on. By the way, Anthony, Morgan would be nervous no matter the matchup. So what? You you could be like, hey, Portland's somehow getting in.
7: that's what is about. Thank you. And, and you know, that's also what game one's about. Because you think you know what a matchup's going to be. And then it's laid out in front of you. And it might be entirely different. It's... As you were talking about earlier, like, welcome back. When yeah. when was, how old were you the last time? I, you know, I, you don't have to answer that, but, you know. How old do you think I was back
4: then, ooh, Anthony? great question.
7: I, not, now you've pinned me.
6: Yeah, straight. that's okay. <laughs> you think I'm going to be, off-
2: I'm not going to get offended by it. I just, I'm no, just curious no, what you think. No, no, no. Hey, guess how old I was the last time the Kings made the playoffs.
7: You have to you be know, serious. I, I, will, I will pivot off that question by saying I actually, because of this story I'm doing, I watched the last... Uh, what a coward. King series with a Kevin Martin game winner. And, yeah. and I saw a little eight year old Deuce Mason
3: in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was actually a senior in high school. I was he just at, looked I, like he was eight years. I old. was at, I was at the last playoff game. Game six okay. against San Antonio. They got flown out, right? Yeah, there was some hope. Oh, that's force of game seven. That was actually a sneaky fun Kings team because they were a mess early in the year. They trade Peja for Ron Artest. What a gamble. And they kind of had that toughness. They had Ron Artest. Bonzi Wells was a beast <clears throat> in that series. Bonzi Wells was the star of game four. I was Dude. reading about it. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun series. But at the end, you knew it was the end of Rick Adelman there. It was a, it was definitely a bittersweet moment. I definitely did not go. Oh well, it's going to be seventeen years before we get back here. But hey, here we are. So,
7: well, you, um, you've made it through. We, we made it. We made it through. Anthony, Unless they they struggled what? twice in Portland this week. Come on, Slater.
4: What? Come on. Don't,
7: don't even go there, Anthony
4: Slater.
2: <laughs> Any given Sunday. <laughs> um. Well, we look forward to your piece that's going to come out tonight if they clinch. I was to say
7: that that ain't up to me.
4: Oh wow! Well,
2: hopefully soon you, we get a new King's piece from Anthony Slater. He crushes oh, it. It,
7: it. it'll be up when they clinch, but you know. Okay, it's oh
2: happening tonight. Love that he keeps I'm telling you tonight, it. Anthony Slater has a brand new piece you're going to want to read <laughs> yes.
7: when the Kings clinch tonight.
2: Anthony, damn, so Amick
7: much. is writing a column too. I would, uh, I, I <laughs> should promote that. So I think you're getting two Kings pieces. Only though, only when they if win. If they actually make the playoffs, okay. All
4: right. Well, we're ready.
2: I can't wait for him. <laughs> Anthony, thanks so much for joining us, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See y'all. Hell yeah. That's the one and only Anthony Slater. Can't, we get Slater and Amy Pieces Dude.
4: Dropping they, tonight. Is it Clinchmas?
2: Mary Clinchmas. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Coming up next, we got a little story time with Chris Verlad,
3: baby. Yay. It's Juice
2: and Mo on Sackdown Sports 1140. SackdownSports.com.
0: local
4: it's deuce and mo
0: watch the show now on youtube.com slash sports 1140
2: or listen for free on the Sacktown sports app Cattles and ramy coming up at 2 hey it's deuce mace morgan reagan we're gonna be off tomorrow so yeah we won't be here the show after the kings clinch we got a king's stocking kings playoff game to get ready for and we'll be back on friday but don't fret. We're live and local all day, committed to being live and local. Starting with the morning, we have coverage in Portland. Dave and Jason are there. Frankie Cardicelli is in Portland to see the Kings clinch, and that means you have to go to SACTownSports.com to get all the coverage, exclusive content, all at SACTownSports.com. The Kings are going to make history tonight, ending this long drought, 17 consecutive years. Now, the drought ends at 16. Kings are beating the Blazers tonight. Hope so. 14-point favorites in Portland. There are going to be a ton of Kings fans in the building.
4: Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to hear some light the beam chants, and um, hopefully they're doing that because they are winning, and it's not just like, oh, it's a close game. It's take care of business. Maybe take someone.
5: Oh, sorry. No, what? Maybe someone was listening to this show that's going up there and heard Doug's
2: chant. Maybe- what,
4: what was the, Oh. Oh. <laughs>
2: If you hear that tonight.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That would be great, too. Morgan,
2: we could still get on a flight to go to Portland.
4: Are you really looking at that right now? If
2: you really want to. And I mean, then... If you can get on a... You, we could depart here. Mm-hmm. No, there's no way. Never mind. There's no flight available. Wow. wow. That's crazy.
4: Well, you're only on one airline, but... There's
2: a nonstop flight, 420. You land at 550 in Portland. Wow. How close is the Portland airport to... <laughs> To the I arena the... Close.
4: yeah i think it's only like within 15 minutes 20 minutes
2: how funny would that be
4: um that would be funny my brother's there so just be like hey what's up
2: it the sitting? airport is five minutes away by the way five minutes away from <laughs>
4: oh it's only five so yes
0: you, oh. could, you could
4: get to the the game before tip off morgan well Hey, Romy, in... you want to go to Portland with us He's tonight? He's got a show to do. No, yeah. Cattles is fine. Yeah. What's up, Romy? Oh, here, here, here oh, you're
2: mine. My mic on. Radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when do we hit the road? Uh, we, there's a flight at 420. Nonstop. Nonstop. Land at 550. The airport's five minutes away from the arena. You get there, go there. I mean, if
1: I got Wi-Fi on the plane, I can just there you go. zoom into the show. That's a good point. Nope. On my way to the game. Like, that's a great bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Great it's bit. It's a great bit. I mean, you've you've and done
2: the show a little bit from an
1: elevator. I, that day, I had in my head that if I was stuck on that elevator any longer, just send me the link to, yeah, to, to zoom into the show, and I'll do it from a dark elevator. Oh, but dude. unfortunately, I got out. You know, oh. they, yeah. why'd that happen? But, uh, no, I would love to. I've never been to Portland. I hear Ooh. it's lovely. I
4: you haven't know. either.
1: Better than no? Seattle.
4: I like Portland.
1: I can't hear Verlad. Oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. okay. He said, late, said it's better than
4: fun. Seattle, which I don't even necessarily agree with. I like Seattle and I like Portland. But Verlad hates Seattle. Mm-hmm. Am I right about that? Yes. Okay. He, I hate the yeah. people of Seattle. He hates the people of Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, not the
5: place, just
4: the
2: people.
5: Yeah. Oh, God.
4: Okay. Chris for How a you doing, man? It's am good.
2: It. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. How are you guys Dude, doing? Good. Excited good. about tonight? Even yeah. though the game's going to be kind of a dud because Portland's not playing anyone, but the Kings are 14 point favorites. It's ha- it is happening. 14 point favorites.
4: Yeah, yeah. Are you nervous wow. at all? No, they got this. It's Thank well, you. Wait, wait, wait. It's a, wait, wait, wait. No, it's
2: a wrap.
1: Were yeah. you
4: saying that on Monday night, too? Um. Mm, be Monday. honest. Be on You're asking honest. You're to
1: remember back to Monday? Yes, against uh, yeah, the T Wolves. I thought, I thought they were going to win on Monday. See? I did. See? See? But yeah, but no, this is different. Yeah, this happens. Yeah, it's happening tonight. Rest easy. It's, it's happening tonight.
4: I hate this. <laughs> I hate this, Rami. It literally, deuce, deuce in the entire city of Sacramento is like, oh, man, it's it's Monday. I mean, Christopher Laud and him were chanting, light the beam at like 11 a.m. And I'm just like, you guys, like, it's still going to be a tough matchup. Like, cool down. And now we're here on a Wednesday going up against Portland just hoping that they can get a win against a G League team tonight.
1: Did you guys watch It's uh, such a
4: dumb thing to say. There's only... <laughs>
1: I got my headphones on just in time to hear that. Yes. Thank you for a lot. Did you guys watch the uh, the first season of the TV show, The Bear? on No, FX I've heard good things about it. I'm like six episodes okay. into it after like two nights. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just binging the hell out of it. And there was a line in the episode last night that reminded me of Kings fans. One guy looks at another guy and he goes... Do you ever realize that you're afraid something good is, hap- is going to happen because then something bad is going to happen? Mm, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. That made me think of Kings fans. Uh,
4: no, that's so true. That is so true. I mean, we had Anthony Slater on and he was like, yeah, uh, at that Minnesota game, he was like, I was interviewing Brad Miller in the third quarter because, you know, he's talking about celebrating mm-hmm. tonight. He's going to have some fun. Yeah. And then I'm like, y- you guys, like everyone. It just did thought. feel
1: like it was going to happen on Monday. I can't lie; it felt like it. Like Golden yeah, One vibes. was electric. Yeah, it was. The vibes were definitely there. I thought it was happening, but no, they got this. It's
2: happening also, tonight. How great is it for you? Think about it. Oh, I know you come at your first year. I know, and the, you're They're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. What we call the Mackloff Magic. Yes, <laughs> I ta- I ta- it's ta- true. Ta- He's ta- been saying it all year, and it's like you can't the, deny it now. No, early on, it was like, oh, maybe there's magic but there. You're going to clinch tonight. And by the way, there was a pretty good
1: mathematical chance that they clinched last week, but sure. I was not here. Oh, And so the Mackloff magic, it dis- dissipated you can't a little deny bit. You can't it. It's undeniable. Not is now. It's what it is. I'm, I'm the best acquisition of the offseason. That's that's what I am. Here's this is in where I the, start In to the turn whole on. NBA. This is where I start to turn on Romney.
2: <laughs> Here's a question. This is, cl- this is classic deuce right now. Do you think we should take a flight 4:20. It takes off at 4:20, lands at 5:50 tonight. Go to the game, and then you come back tomorrow morning. A 5 a.m. flight, land at 6:30. I, I would do it. <laughs> okay, if I was you guys, I would do it. <laughs> okay. Is it a crazy expensive
1: flight? That would be the only thing holding uh, me back.
2: It's not. I mean, I don't know. Is this for two tickets or one? Oh, this is only for one. Yeah, oh. that's expensive okay, that for is. Portland. I thought this was two. Okay. <laughs> I can't even see the number. I just saw five twenty-six round trip. Ooh. Oh
4: my God, Ooh. no, no.
2: But it's no. a moment. You know, like sometimes yeah. it's you. You pay more for moments.
4: No, I'm. I'm good. I to
2: be there to chant the beam.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no. the final
2: seconds also, tick off. Let's talk about all the times you pay for tickets to go to games, Morgan. Oh wait, you're at every game getting paid to go. So one time you got to oh pay gosh. to go to a game. That's a fair point. Wow. Why are you showing me? How many times have you been ringside at a wrestling event for free? I mean, you know, you got wow. to. I, I equate all those things in my head, and it's like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm up mean- still. I'm still up. <laughs>
1: It's feeling, worth it.
4: Feeling a little guilt. And
2: honestly, we can't. That's could, fair. Then What the man is saying is fair. I
1: can't
4: lie. And we could probably find a way to get free tickets. Tonight. I mean, you just walk <laughs> in. It's Portland.
1: You just walk yeah. in. They don't care. They're, they're, they're probably handing on. them yeah. out out yeah. front. Oh, yeah.
4: my God. Like, you guys are awful. <laughs> awful.
1: <laughs> when you land in the airport, they're like, you guys, you guys want some Blazers tickets? <laughs> you can have them. Stadium is right yeah. there. The arena is literally right there. You want to go to a Blazers game? courtside? side. <laughs> do you want to
2: play for Portland tonight? Because we yeah. need... We actually they're need, holding a jersey yeah, that says Deuce on the back. You can Playing,
4: <laughs> Deuce is playing against the team yeah. that he actually wants to win. Oh, Deuce
5: yeah. would be telling the coaches, All right, this is what Fox likes to do. Okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we win by 20.
2: Um, so what's coming up today? Lots of Kings
1: talk. Oh, getting yeah. I want to ask you guys a question ooh, we're going to get yeah. to later ooh. in the show because you're both big Kings fans. Okay. It's gonna happen tonight, as I've told you. How do you celebrate? What are you going to do to celebrate? Are uh, tears shed?
2: Uh, I, I. Personally, yeah, I think I'm probably going to tear up a bit. I, I would have teared up more don't don't uh, at home. Uh, champagne's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Champagne's on ice. Nice. Ready to go. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah I'm nice. going to have some champagne tonight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, honestly, we were talking about going out after. Really? If, unless we go to Portland. Okay. Yeah. Beam, unless you go to Portland.
1: <laughs> if
4: the beam was lit tonight, if they do lit, light it for like a clinching, which I don't agree with lighting it for anything else, but I'm like, if you clinch the playoffs for the first time in 16 years. They're saying years, if they lose... But clinch. No. Oh. Win but clinch. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, wait, yeah. so they get yeah. the beam anyway. Yeah. yeah they win. I forgot how beam works. Yeah, when they
1: win, Mo, they light the they light <laughs> the, yeah. the beam. Yeah. They, they, I you know. Hate myself. Yeah, so anyway, I'm gonna um,
4: get drunk and go see the beam.
1: Nice. Awesome. That's what every that uh you know, drinking's your thing. Cool. Everybody should no. like uh. Like, just gravitate to the beam if yeah. they win tonight. Dude, I there think should that be could a be huge
2: I think gathering around the beam. Oh, screw Portland. I'm going to the beam yeah. tonight. That's what i yeah. <laughs> All right, coming up next, you got kettles and Rami Kings closing in on clinching a playoff spot. It happens tonight. We love you guys, but we got to go. See ya! See ya!